This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, May 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Two plainclothes police officers in Philadelphia discharged their weapons on Sunday night after they witnessed a drive-by shooting that claimed a man's life, according to officials. It happened just after 6.40 p.m. near the intersection of East Pastorius and Baton Street while the 14th District officers were investigating an unrelated homicide in the city's Germantown section. Investigators say a dark gray or silver Nissan SUV pulled onto the block and two or three suspects started shooting at the 31-year-old man who was walking down the street. Police say the officers un- Mark Carr was also struck. The officers identified the vehicle and returned fire. Investigators say the suspects fired 27 bullets and hit the victim 15 times. Oh my God. The victim was rushed to an area hospital by police where he later died. Two officers fired approximately nine gunshots. Investigator, investigators say it doesn't appear that bullets from police injured anyone, but the entire incident is under investigation. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call police at 215-686-TIPS. The countdown is on until disposable bags are thing of the past in New Jersey. The Garden State's bag ban goes into effect on Wednesday, and it isn't just the plastic bags. It includes paper bags as well. Starting May 4th, stores will be banned from giving single-use plastic bags the store, uh, the ones that store clerks typically drop your groceries into at the checkout. Governor Phil Murphy signed the ban into law in 2020. Now people will have to bring their own or buy reusable bags at various stores. State officials say the ban also includes paper bags for most grocery stores. Uh, for those ordering pick up. Some stores have said that they will add the cost of reusable bags to the bill. Seven hours of consistent sleep is ideal for people in their middle age and upward. Research uh-huh. from the University of Cambridge suggests. Yeah, that ain't happening. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It ain't happening? Yeah. Seven for hours. me, during yeah. the week, no. Scientists examined data from nearly 500,000 adults between the ages of 38 and 73 for the study. The team found that seven hours uh, per night was the optimal amount for cognitive performance and mental health. It also keeps, Steve, that's the problem. That's why you're dying. Yeah. I know. Stable. That's why I'm mentally unstable is because of my sleep deprivation. It also helps keep the brain healthy by removing waste products, according to the study. Now, researchers say that lack of sleep may also hamper the brain's ability to rid itself of toxins. People who experience anxiety and depression sleep for longer or shorter dur- uh, durations, according to the researchers. Professor Barbara Shankian from the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Cambridge is one of the study's authors and says that getting a good night's sleep is not o- only important uh, or is only important um, Sorry, is uh, important. Is it important or is it not important? How much sleep did you get last night? Important at any age, but particularly important as people age. So, Uh, finding ways to improve sleep for older people could be crucial to helping them maintain good mental health and well-being and avoiding cognitive decline, particularly for patients with psychiatric disorders and dementia. You know, this this actually stands to reason, Kathy, because the sharpest people turn out to be the dead people. (laughs) (laughs) The big long naps. I'm good for seven hours, though. Like, if I don't get yeah, seven too. hours, I'm yep. going to be tired. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my, that's what I aim for. Like, I, I gave up on eight a while back. I would have to go to bed way too early to get eight, but I can do seven. And I, I get, if I'm not getting seven, I'm getting like 6.45. So I'm, I'm happy to hear this. What time are you asleep at usually, Preston? Nine. Nine? Okay. Yep. God bless you. Yep. Steve, what do you get per night? Uh, seven minutes. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I go, I'm asleep by either 10, 30, or 11 and up at 3, 35 because it just seems like a better number. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you during on the weekends though, I will I will sleep and Mike, uh, Dr. Mike has said, you know, maybe I'm just one of those people who is an idiot. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, like, you can't catch up on sleep, and I still, yeah. to this day, I, that is not the case for me because I could catch up any day. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. All right, let's do sports this morning. Oh, hey! Your brain has the The Sixers and the Heat begin their second-round series tonight in Miami. Joel Embiid is expected to miss the first two games and will be re-evaluated mm-hmm. midweek. According to multiple reports, there is some hope and optimism that Joel Embiid could play with a mask and play through pain starting with Game 3 and 4 in South Philly, which will be on Friday and Sunday. Tip-off for tonight's Game 1 in Miami is scheduled for 7.30. The Phillies lost to the Mets last night in Queens 10-6. What the f*** is this? Dominic Smith went four for four with three RBIs to back Max Scherzer, and the Mets won their seventh straight series. Jeff McNeil also had four of New York's 15 hits, and Starling Marte drove in three runs. The Phils are off tonight before opening up a series at home against the Texas Rangers tomorrow night at the ballpark. And the NHL playoffs begin tonight with four first-round games in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Bruins will take on the Hurricanes in Carolina, and the Tampa Bay Lightning will travel to Toronto to play the Maple Leafs in the West. The St. Louis Blues will head to Minnesota to play the Wild, and the LA Kings will travel to Edmonton to play the Oilers. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. As you can uh, hear the din of activity around Kathy, she is out broadcasting live as we are doing Kathy's Cuts, benefiting Wigs for Kids. And we're actually later on this morning going to talk to the founder of Wigs for Kids, Mr. Jeffrey Paul. Cool. We'll get some of the details about what this great organization does. Uh, but, Kathy, this stuff starts well before the sun comes up, doesn't it? Yep, so we've started, I mean, and gosh, already what I've noticed, and I'll, well, we'll see as, as the morning goes on, but you, the people that were sitting in the chairs, like the first six people that got in here, or seven people, every single one of them, their hair was, I mean, down their back. <laughs> I think that a lot of people waited, because we haven't done this in two years, I think people waited for this event, and everyone just has extra long hair. Yep, and you're, you are at Gravity Hair Salon? Yep, I'm at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting. We also have uh, haircuts taking place at David Arnold Hair Salon. Uh, all of the uh, styling products, all of the hair products being provided by True Beauty Concepts. Uh, and then Duncan is here with uh, some coffee and donuts for everybody. Nice. So uh, everybody's filled out. All, all the appointments are taken. And uh, this should be great. Any idea what the total will be by the end of the day? No, you know what? We, but we'll be able to um, keep track of it. I think now that we it's like two separate places, we can uh, kind of keep track of the ponytails, and we'll let you know. Okay, excellent. So we'll check in. Kathy's going to do her regular segments on the show That's throughout great. the course of the morning. So awesome. We'll, we'll be uh, checking in and see how things are going. And yeah. this is just one of those uh, activities that immediately people sign up for. And it sells out with, I mean, we get we fill all the slots within like the first couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how people want to help out with this. And you know, Press, over the weekend there was, um, we actually haven't had as many cancellations as we normally, you know, you'll get a few people, but over the weekend one person canceled and it was booked up right away. Wow, excellent. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll see how things are going throughout the morning and uh, find out how, uh, you know, it's all moving along. We also have a few other things to mention. We have a new Word of the Week prize. We have summer concert 
concert ticket passport. Four tickets to each of these four shows that are part of Live Nation's Concert Week. So we have MMRBQ, Coheed and Cambria, The Black Keys, and The Killers. And we're wow. going to give that away at the end of the week. So make sure that you're listening for the letter of the day, the word of the week, the end of the program. By the way, you can get $25 all-in tickets to more than 3,700 concerts nationwide for one week only on sale this Wednesday at 10 a.m. through Tuesday, May 10th. So a heads up on that. Uh, on top of that, we have the concert cash that continues. Your yes. chance to win $500. And tickets, 8 o'clock is when we will begin that whole thing. But in the meantime, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. There was a load of entertainment stuff that happened over the weekend, so we'll dive into all of that and a stupid question and more. Stay with us. We will be gone shortly. Actually, we'll be back shortly. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Tell uh, Rodney that your volume went way down again. Okay. If you could, please. We have Rodney, the king of audio on location. The master. Yep, he is. He'll, he'll get things uh, worked out. But um, let's try you now, Kath. Okay, Rod, you you can hear him, right? Yeah, he, he's giving me the thumbs up. So he is saying that you should be able to hear me. Can it's, you? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah. yeah we've got, I've got it. I've got the volume pinned all the way up back here. But Kathy, look. was it Rodney's thumb or middle finger? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah. He was like, they can't yeah. hear you. Whatever. Would you get off my back? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, wigs for kids and... Uh, uh, Kathy, by the way, with uh, Kathy's Cuts, what time are you guys doing the last appointments today? Uh, the last appointments come in at 10 o'clock, so we'll probably be, you know, out of here by, like, well, they'll be, the, the last appointments will be out by, like, 11 or so. Okay. We, have, we have a good shot of uh, gravity and uh, people in the chairs getting their haircuts. Um, by the way, as you've pointed out many times, Kathy, it's not simply just lobbing it off. They're getting an actual hairstyle. Yes, they are absolutely getting a hairstyle. Um, every chair is full here. The, the salon that we're at has an upstairs as well, so there's people upstairs. Um, so what you guys are probably seeing is the downstairs where I am. Um, but I, I, I have to reiterate because other people are walking in and everyone's hair is so long. Listen, we, we did put an emphasis on because Wigs for Kids changed their um, uh, their requirements, and you actually have to have, they say 12 inches will work, but they prefer 14 inches of hair. So um, every single person that has sat down in this in the chair is here so far has cut at least, if not more, 14 inches of hair. Uh, there's a guy who's in, the, in one of the middle seats over here. He walked in. He looked I, uh, he looked like a werewolf. I don't <laughs> he had, like, what hair. what guy doesn't want to look like a werewolf? Yeah. But you have to see him now. I walked by him. I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. There you go. <laughs> Nice. So, so Kathy is, like we said, at uh, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth meeting. The other location is David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. We're getting early reports, Kathy. There's a small riot that has started over there because you're not there. And they all expected you to be oh, there. So. Oh, yeah. oh, no, the riot at David Arnold. Yeah. You know, we did anticipate this. Um, yes. I think the police over there in Jenkintown okay. are were right, ready for enough. it. So uh, it should be diffused. Bill, Bill thought people would be very upset if Kathy wasn't at the other location. Yeah, you but. know, they, everyone gets it. They know that you can't be, you can't defy the laws of physics. No. Hey. 
and uh, just real quick before you guys go, I do want to thank True Beauty Concepts. Normally we are at their location, but because of COVID and we weren't quite sure where it was, you know, where we were going to be with everything, uh, we separated. We have it at two salons. But True Beauty, um, you know, they wanted to stay involved, so they provided the gift bags. Uh, people who are donating their hair today, they leave with a gift bag f- full of products that came from True Beauty, and then all of the uh, both of the salons are using uh, hair products from True Beauty Concepts in Southampton. And then also I want to thank Dunkin'. There's bagels, coffee, donuts here. And then we have uh, balloons by Victoria. Uh, donated balloons. You guys have to see. I'll send a picture over. But it's uh, she made scissors. Uh, and it has the Kathy's Cuts and Wigs for Kids logo on it. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll check back with you later on, Kathy. Thank you very much. In the meantime, guys, we're going to do a stupid question. And we are going to give away as a prize pair of tickets to see uh, two of the nation's top comedians, Eric D'Alessandro and Vic Dibby. <laughs> Debatito uh, together for the first time. Should have read this ahead of time. No, that's I'm a tough name. Hotel in Philadelphia. Yeah. So the question that we're going to ask this morning is: What is Star Wars character Emperor Palpatine's first name? Oh. Yes, and it's not Chuck. Not All right. Two, I'm going to guess Chuck. Two one five two six three WMMR. What is Star Wars character uh, Emperor Palpatine's first name? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll mention some birthdays while we are waiting for you to call in. Today is Monday, May second. Lou Graham, a foreigner, celebrates his birthday oh. today. He is seventy two years. Always old. Always a fan of Lou Graham. Me too. Uh, I was uh, foreigner. Kind of was appreciated foreigner. Never was a massive fan, but I always liked him a lot. They're a hit machine. Yeah. You know, they were one of those, a rock hit machine, and uh, they didn't do anything that was real deep or intense, no. but real catchy. You're and Lou Graham, very powerful voice. Absolutely. a lead singer. Yeah. He could really hit some notes. And, uh, yep, turns uh, 72 years old today. Actress Christine Baranski. Uh-huh. Uh, you know from uh, the television Sybil and The Birdcage. I like and her. Ugly Betty and uh, The Bowfinger, one of my favorite movies she's in. Uh, she turns 70 years old today. Uh, Sarah Hughes, who was a 2002 Olympic gold medal winning American figure skater, is 37. Uh, Beckham. Bex, oh. David Beckham celebrates his birthday today. His boy just got married. He's uh, 47. Did he? Yeah, Brooklyn Decker. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. I got married to a uh, the daughter of a multi-billionaire. Of course. Uh, I remember when the kid was born. Yeah. We were like, Brooklyn, that's an interesting name. What? What is Uh, that? He's 47 today. Hey, it's Dwayne Johnson's birthday today, Uh, and a big one. The Rock turns 50 years old. He's 50. Day, yes. Have you ever seen the uh, trucks that travel with his portable gym? No. I think I have, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at him in his wrestling days... He was nowhere near as big as he currently is in his acting days. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Have you, um, so he, he gives himself one cheat day a week? Yes. Have you seen, like, anything, like, what, what his cheat day looks like? He eats steam. Yeah. That's no, his cheat no, day. no, 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 yeah. no. He goes. I Does mean, he? Yeah, he eats, like, 6,000 calories. No kidding. Yeah, it's insane. Well, well I guess when you spend, <laughs> that's yeah. like the joke, you know, all you have to do is work out six hours a day for 20 years. <laughs> yep. He's uh, 50 today. Then you have uh, Donatella Versace. <sighs> the lizard. Sister of the late designer Gianna Versace. And, yes, destroyed her face with plastic surgery. She showed up at, was it the... The uh, Grammys. The Grammys. Yeah. She got up on stage, Preston, for a brief second, 
And, uh, of course, security charge. Animal control came running in because <laughs> they wondered what the hell was going on. They so, had the big uh, nooses on, uh, on the end of a pole <laughs> yeah. yeah, to catch her with. Wow. But I think a, she's having, like, a second coming where the younger singers are embracing the Versace brand. You're right. She's become, she's she's become chic again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 67 today. Uh, Steve, this is for you and I. Engelbert Humperdinck oh my God. has his birthday. You know, he today. sings us to sleep after the loving. After the loving. That was his big hit. He's... He was one of those, um, you know, like your your friend, your friend, friend's mom was into Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah. yeah. Like B.J. Thomas. Right, right, yeah. You know, he's a good-looking guy who had, had you know, a, a ballad that uh, the He's the at the Valley wanted. Forge. I'm seeing him Saturday night. There you go. That's it. He's a ranger's <laughs> No, that was B.J. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck. Was, had a song called After the Lovin'. Oh. So I sing you to sleep after the lovin'. With a song I yep. just wrote yesterday, I think. And then the last birthday I saw is Ellie Kemper. Oh, I love her. Bridesmaids, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, The Office, and more, and she is 42. Did you get into uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I, I watched a few episodes. It was fun, yeah, but yeah. it never really grabbed me. The ensemble yeah. is so damn good in that show. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Uh, what Star Wars character, uh, what is Star Wars character's Emperor Palpatine's first name? And we will go to Lucas and see if we can get the answer. Luke, Luke good morning. Good morning. All right, Lucas, what is uh, Emperor Palpatine's first name? She. She, yeah. That is correct. Hang on, Lucas. We're going to give you... Is his full name Sheevan? We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see the two of the nation's top comedians, Eric Alessandro and Vic DiBattito, together for the first time Friday, May 13th, live casino and hotel in Philadelphia. It is the launch of their much-anticipated Funny How Tour. Uh, and showtime is 10 p.m. Tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. You must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Sheev sounds like... That sounds like a, a nickname. Dude, tell Sheev. Sheev, go get Sheev's it, man. Done. Where's the long man? She's back with the blue milk. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go through the box office take of the weekend. Number one was the bad guys made sixteen point one million. To be honest, I didn't know if that would do anything, and it's doing pretty well. Yeah. Who's in that? Uh, it's um, it's it's an animated. It's it's DreamWorks, right? Yeah. So the first um, in a while. Who's the dude that you love, Press? Uh, who was in Iron Man two and Moon? That guy, uh, Sam. Oh, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, oh, he and... plays the wolf. And That's it's, right. What, what's funny? So they're like normally they're bad guys. They are you know like uh, bank heist people. <laughs> Or animals, yeah. I should say. <laughs> so at one point in the beginning of the movie, Sam Rockwell's character, this wolf, this lady like drops a wallet and, and he like he's like, oh, and he picks it up and he hands it to her and she starts petting him like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And yeah, that you're so sweet. And he has this like reaction like, wait a second, what's going on here? And his tail starts wagging and, and, he be, and he's like, wait, I, I kind of like being a good boy. Right. And so he, that sends him on this sort of journey to like, I like we it. don't have to be bad guys. Well, S- after all. Second was Sonic the Hedgehog, followed by Fantastic Beast, The Northman, everything, everywhere, all at once was fifth. Then you have the unbearable weight of massive talent, followed by The Lost City, Memory, Father Stew. Oh, there's two Memory movies. There's what? Memory, Open Road is number eight, and Memory from Sony is uh, number 10. One of them is the Liam Neeson one, which yeah. apparently was a bit of a bomb because it only made three mil. Okay. It All is right. a terrible movie. <laughs> I have a special skill that allows my movies to open in the bottom three. And I don't know what the other memory is. I can't Sony. remember. Mm. <laughs> my memory is horrible. <laughs> my memory escapes me. 
right, let's uh, start with this. Judge on Friday threw out part of the case against Kim Kardashian in uh, the Black China lawsuit while the jury deliberates on the elements that remain. Judge Gregory Alcorn ruled that China's attorney, Lynn Siani, uh, did not provide any statement during the trial from Kardashian that was defamatory toward China. Uh, the case against Kardashian for interference with a contract remains alive. Uh, the jury is deciding on that and both def- that and both defamation and contract interference cases against uh, Chris, Chloe, and Kylie. Uh, <laughs> jurors went home on Friday without reaching verdict after their first full day of deliberations. Their instructions had to be revised after the Kim Kardashian decision and attorneys and as it will be known from here on in. And the judge gave answered several question uh, gave answered several questions. Okay, that that's legalese. Uh, they're scheduled to resume today. Uh, China's lawsuit alleges that the women falsely told television producers and executives that China had violently attacked her then fiance Rob Kardashian in December 2016 in an attempt to get her reality show Robin China canceled. Uh, again, it, by comparison, you have the Depp and Amber Heard trial, which is so much more interesting. This is kind of boring. Yeah, I don't have anything on that one, unfortunately. Uh, but I do have this. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian made their red carpet debut at the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday. Uh, politicians, journalists, celebrities all came together for the event hosted by The Daily Show's Trevor Noah. And during the dinner, Gail King shared that uh, she and Drew Barrymore were asked to move from the red carpet when the, when Kardashian and Davidson arrived. Come on. And listen to this quote. She said, we were about to step on the red carpet and they go, Gail, Drew, move. Keat are here. Keat. Oh, Keat. you kidding me? <laughs> Keat. Keat. That's awesome. I had not. How about Pim? I had not heard the term Keat yet. Pim. They said Keat, Keat are here. Oh, wait. Is Keat what Kanye calls them? No, it's. No, he calls them Kim. Kim. Yeah. Skeet. Skeet yeah. is a uh, no, no, it's, derogatory it's, term for semen. This is this is Kim and Pete yeah. used together. So, uh, anyhow. It's disgusting. Uh, Noah joked that the dinner was, quote, the nation's most distinguished uh, super spreader event, uh, <laughs> suggesting that guests should have thought twice about attending after Anthony Fauci declined his invitation, but Pete Davidson thinks it's okay, Noah had said. Well, there you go. Uh, Trevor Noah, by the way, did say uh, he made he made a bit of a, a reference to uh, the Chris Rock slap from uh, Will Smith. He said, it's risky making jokes these days. I mean, we all saw what happened in the Oscars while he was headlining the event. By the way, speaking of Kim, and this will be the last I utter of the family, um, the 2022 Met Gala is tonight. And uh, there is a big rumor going around that Kim might be wearing something special. Over the past few weeks, fans have been speculating that the 41-year-old reality star might be wearing the iconic, sparkling, flesh-colored dress that Marilyn Monroe wore when she famously sang happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy back in 1962. Did you hear what Pete's going in? No. The skin of John F. Kennedy. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. They actually uh, so they're going to complete the that? whole thing. Wow. Uh, the rumors started at the premiere of the Kardashians in early April when she teased her Met Gala outfit and if she and Pete Davidson would be attending together. She said, I'm not sure, she had told Access Hollywood. I don't care. You're going to have to wait and find out. Wait and find out. I think we're still figuring it out. And she then admitted that her own attendance at this year's event is still up in the air due to her outfit. She said, it really depends if I fit into my dress, so I hope I'm going. Uh, she said, I think it will be up to the last minute because it can't be tailored. So I have to fit into it like exactly. So she's Zoftik as was Marilyn Monroe. I would have to imagine that her her uh, ass is is bigger because that's one of her things, right? That's her big 
one of her big selling points, so to speak. So maybe she can fit into it unaltered. Uh, but uh, that's a classic piece of footage, Preston, when basically everyone on earth realized that she, that President Kennedy and Marilyn had been doing it. Uh, by the way, on Saturday, uh, Kim and Pete were spotted in Orlando, Florida, visiting Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, that's where the dress is stored. Interesting. Okay. Oh. So Kim and Pete reportedly spent over three hours at Ripley's. I mean, it was either that or she wanted to see someone who, you know, the, a potato the yeah, size yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a Volkswagen. Yeah. But anyhow, Ripley's purchased the dress from Julianne's auction back in November two thousand or November of 2016 at a staggering $5 million, making it the most expensive dress in the world. Uh, so... There, that's pretty good speculation that she might be wearing that. If they were there for that long and she said that the dress uh, can't be tailored, that sounds like that's going to be it. Uh, to be honest, I'll be curious to see what that looks like. That's yeah. such, that is an iconic dress. Yep. Yep. You remember, you remember that whole, she goes up, Marilyn, when she sings happy birthday, she flicks the microphone to see if it's on. Oh, and, and then Kennedy's there like... Nervously laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's, very yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. We just met this evening. <laughs> uh, all right, here's a follow up. Bill Murray has offered his first statement on the suspension of production on Being Mortal, which Searchlight Pictures deemed necessary after investigating complaints of inappropriate behavior against the actor. Murray shared his comments during an interview on CNBC. Without going into too much detail about the dynamic between himself and aggrieved parties, Murray explained his perspective on the situation and its aftermath as well. We have a couple of uh, clips from him, so let's hit this. Here we go. I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. We're both professionals. We like each other's work. We like each other, I think. And if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further working together or or making a movie as well. And we still don't know who that was, right? We don't know the actress, but you can. I guess you can take a guess at because there, you know, a number of the women in the cast. Apparently, it's a cast member that we know. So I don't know which one of the women was. Um, felt, I haven't looked to even see who it might be. Apparently, he had done the old Tie Fighter with his nutsack. Oh, that is that what it was? <laughs> that's a little. That's, that's really over the line. Blatant. All right, here's uh, him talking about uh, society. How has society has changed? Right, and he knows that. Here we go. You know, the world's different than it was when I was a little kid. You know, what I always thought was funny as a little kid isn't necessarily the same as what's funny now. Things change and. The times change, so it's important for me to figure it out. And I, I think the most important thing is that it's best for the other person. If it's not best for the other person, it doesn't matter what, how, what happens for me. Uh, Nick has hmm. pulled up the cast, and the only female I see on there is Kiki Palmer, Nick. Yeah, she's the only one listed. I mean, I'm sure that there are other women in the in the uh, cast, but uh, right now the only woman listed is Kiki Palmer. Okay. I think we all know you, you don't wrong Kiki. Uh, and this is him talking about uh, wanting to change? Yes. All right, here we go. I, I think it's a sad dog that can't learn anymore. I really think that's a really sad puppy that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. What would make me the happiest would be to both of us to go back into work and, and be able to trust each other and work at the work that we've both spent a lot of time developing. Uh, when he was asked whether he'd been in conversations with Searchlight Pictures about the complaint, he said that he wasn't. He said, no, not the studio, just with her and the people that are helping her first things first, which is what you should do, probably. Yeah. Um, and it's not clear whether he's going to continue <coughs> work on being mortal or not, or if he's being replaced. Uh, the film had reportedly uh, completed about half of its principal photography before production was suspended. I know he likes this project a lot, so I think yeah. that's why he's uh, 
coming forward probably in a way he normally wouldn't have had done before. Right. Well, this was sad news to see. Fellow country musicians are mourning the death of Grammy Award-winning singer Naomi Judd. I'm sure you saw this over the weekend. Her daughters, Winona and Ashley, confirmed her death on Saturday. She was 76 years old. Uh, Judd was the mother portion of the mother-daughter music duo The Judds. Uh, Winona being the other half as they scored uh, 14 number one songs. Wow. They were huge. In a career that spanned nearly three decades, rising to the top of the country music charts before calling it quits in 1991 after Naomi was diagnosed with hepatitis. Ashley Judd wrote on Twitter today, uh, We sisters experienced tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness, which I'm curious about and I don't really understand what she means by that. second that popped up, Preston, I I know that over the years she's had, and we have a clip of her talking about it, profound um, bouts with depression, um, so much so that, uh, you know, the, the drugs that she was on would cause physical changes to her body, and then she would lose tremendous amounts of weight, and maybe just the wear and tear of dealing with all that finally did her in, but horrible. Yeah, uh, she said, uh, we are shattered, we are navigating profound grief, and we know all we know, uh, and we know uh, that we loved her, and she was loved by her public. We are in unknown territory. We have a couple of clips if you want to hear her, yep. her talking about, uh, well, yeah, we can go with her first talking about what it was like uh, to experience her depression. They see me in rhinestones, you know, with glitter in my hair. That really is who I am. But then I would come home and not leave the house for three weeks. My hands shake real bad. Medication, nothing I can do about it. And my face, I feel like a balloon. My face is all swollen because of the medication. I want someone to be able to see that they can survive because there's 40 million of us out there. Has anybody speculated that she may have taken her own life at all? I haven't seen that. When okay. I, saw, I haven't seen that at all. When I saw she lost her battle with mental health illness, that's immediately what I thought. Right. I mean, I don't know how else you lose a battle. Well, I mean, there. There's a lot of physical things she was going through, so I, I haven't seen that speculated. Oh, yeah. it's, it's 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 conceivable. You know what? It, it it happens though, Preston. It begins that anything like this, which makes it so horrible, is that cascade that she's describing. She's depressed, then she looks in the mirror, and she's bloated because of the medicine. All, all that stuff just keeps going more and more and more. And so over the course of the years, that was she, that's what she was dealing with. Uh, this is Ashley, who was at the uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, she passed away one day before yeah. uh, they were going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Here we go. My mama loved you so much, and she appreciated your love for her. And I'm sorry that she couldn't hang on until today. Your esteem for her and your regard for her really penetrated her heart. And it was your affection for her that did keep her going in these last years. Uh, and then uh, Winona had uh, briefly um, accepted the honor uh, of the Hall of Fame. Here we go. I didn't prepare anything tonight because I knew mom would probably talk the most. <laughs> um, I'm going to make this fast because my heart's broken. And I feel so blessed. And it's a very strange dynamic to be this broken and this blessed. Wow. That's some heavy stuff, man. Yes. 
Uh, so, obviously, many people took to Twitter to share fond memories of Naomi and to mourn the loss of a country music legend who was uh, preparing to be inducted into that Hall of Fame. So, sad, sad news. All right, I have some other things to get to. All right, this is not happy, but certainly not quite as dour as that story. Dan Aykroyd and Donna Dixon are going their separate ways. This blew my mind. They've been, what, 35, 30, 39, 39 years. 39 years. Yep, uh, the Emmy Award winner and his you wife. You couldn't stick out the torture a little bit more. Of nearly 40 years, announced uh, their separation Friday exclusively to people, although they continue to be legally married and share a loving friendship. Uh, mm-hmm. After 39 years as a couple, we are now on separate life paths. We remain legally married, co-parents, co-workers, and business partners. But I don't know, you, you do mention that, you know, of them hanging on. Yeah. I think that's, no, it, that's absolutely, if it ain't working, why why keep sticking it yeah, out? Yeah, there's a decent percentage of that in jest because obviously they're making their, their decision based on, you know, it's not working. So they gave it, yeah. they certainly gave it more than an admirable run, and they just... Have gone their separate ways. Yeah, and they're like, gonna they're they're gonna like, remain like, married actually, but they're gonna yeah. just live separately. I think the thing that hurts is that she's apparently seeing Pete Davidson. Oh my gosh, <laughs> on the yeah. side, and she doesn't mind that yeah. he's also with Kim. Yeah, no, she Ruffle. does not. Uh, they met in well, they tied the knot in nineteen eighty three. They had met that year on the set of uh, the movie Doctor Detroit. Uh, their union is they're known as Dim. Dim. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the pair share daughters, uh, Danielle, uh, who is known professionally as a singer-songwriter, Vera Sola is her name, uh, Belle and Stella are the other two. Uh, they uh, He had previously opened up about his lasting connection with Dixon in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times. This was back in 2014. He had said, you got to find the right person. Look at them, look them in the eye, have them look back, and know their soul. Um, I, I would have to imagine that um, Ackroyd's great, but he certainly... Oh, he's not tuned into a different yep. channel. Yep. Uh, he was previously engaged to Carrie Fisher in the early 1980s. That then, I didn't know. Yeah, and then uh, after that, I guess this She was, was uh, engaged to Darth Vader. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that would have rocked the universe, It would have been great. That's her father. I really love her, and um, she's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> You're going to hyperventilate, man. No, it's okay. I just have my dials up. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. All right, this is a weird little story. Uh, Michael Douglas uh, has some thick skin, so thick that Deborah Winger didn't end up cutting her teeth opposite the basic inting star in Romancing the Stone. He was on Rob Lowe's Literally Podcast. Yeah. And he said that uh, three-time Oscar nominee Winger bit his arm during a pre-shoot dinner with Robert Zemeckis. He said after knocking back tequilas over a friendly conversation, Winger allegedly broke the skin on his arm with her teeth. He said, uh, we walk out, and just as you would go kind of owe you and and lightly give somebody a punch on the arm, she goes, owe you, and she reached over and bit my arm. And I was like, ah, dude, she bit me. And Douglas continued saying, she's joking, and I'm looking at her, and I go, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking this could be rough, and she <laughs> broke the skin. He was, like, literally bleeding. Yeah. Uh, the that make you reconsider. Led to Douglas telling uh, Director Zemeckis that he could not work with a loose cannon like her. Ever killed. Um, he said, I broke down in tears. I can't go into the jungle with her. She bit me. Look, she bit my arm. Uh, instead, Kathleen Turner replaced Winger in the role and went on to win Best Actress Golden Globe for the adventure rom-com. Deborah Winger was um, a, a really solid actress uh, in terms of endearment. She's great. 
Um, she always had that reputation, though, as being a little... Yeah, a little yeah, loony, right? Little loony, yeah. Like she would, uh, she bite would do people. strange things and bite people. Yeah. So, wow. All right, and then uh, let me see. Do I have time for one more? I got a bunch of things, but we'll have to save some for it. tomorrow. Uh, let's go with um, this one. Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos Ripa! celebrated their 26th wedding anniversary on Sunday. She's a wonderful gal. Uh, Ripa posted Ripa! A, a photo of the pair to Instagram and wrote, 26 years with the love of my life. You'd do and top off my chamomile, would you? And <laughs> Consuelos shared his own post to Instagram that featured two penguins holding flippers Aww. saying, happy anniversary, 26 years, penguin status. They're both impossibly good looking. So yes. I, I imagine when they have sex, it's like when you grind down metal, <laughs> you know, the sparks. <laughs> Right. I mean, because they're both in phenomenal shape. Yeah. And yeah. I, they must wear mel- welding masks. Maybe so. All right. And then we're ready for clips now. Benedict Cumberbatch co-stars with Elizabeth Olsen in the new Marvel film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. In this clip, he explains his thoughts. I'm working with her. Well, she's just, she's a breath of fresh air. She's a real light and a force of nature. She kind of steps on set and everybody's in a better mood. She, she, she doesn't take it, it or herself at all seriously and... Yet when she's doing it, she's mesmerizing to watch as Wanda. She's this is special. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness can be seen in theaters Friday. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think we might have some more screening passes coming Ooh. up because we have that screening on Wednesday. Here's the next clip. Sophie Turner has played many intriguing roles, including her role as Margaret Radcliffe in the true crime series The Staircase. In this clip, she explains why she was so interested in playing this role. Just the way that the family kind of interacts with each other without this um, this man that they've all kind of put on a pedestal is incredibly interesting. The dynamics completely shift, and um, it, it's such a, uh, an interesting study. Translation, boring. Uh-huh. Uh, the Staircase can be streamed on HBO Max Thursday if you are so interested. And there you go. That's the entertainment. You know, I did last night. I went through all the 44,000 streaming services that I had and, and I have. And I put things on my basic wish list or like list because every time I go to them, I'm like, what am I watching on this one again? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like I realize just how pathetic, <laughs> you know, how much time you spend in front of the TV. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. To be consumed. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Our entertainment report is done. How about we give away some of those Doctor Strange movie Ooh, screening yeah. passes for Wednesday? I'll take the first three callers. 215-263-WMMR. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. Doesn't even open till May 6th on Friday, and tickets are on sale now. But we will give them to you for free to join us on Wednesday night. Pretty sweet deal. All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget, we have uh, Kathy's Cuts taking place. Kathy is on location. She's a Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth meeting. We'll see how things are going. It's benefiting Wigs for Kids. We're also going to have on the show this morning our buddy Mark Summers. Mm. Always checking in when he's in town. He's going to be here in our studio today. Yes. So pretty cool. Always great with an in-studio visit from Mark Summers. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you hang with us. 93.3 WMMR. The MMR Big Q is almost here. Featuring Disturbed, The Pretty Reckless, Living Car, and maybe... You. 
Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm. Plus, our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Typical kitchen and bath dealers can make you... Give me a head with hair. Yes. Long, beautiful hair. The event is back. Uh, Kathy's Cuts benefiting wigs for kids is happening as we speak, and therefore the noise you hear in the background is Kathy at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting. Sounds like things are getting pretty busy, Kath. Yes, uh, they are, and I'm here actually with uh, one of our listeners. She's been listening for, wait, how long did you say? 17 years. Oh, my 17 God. years. And uh, what's your name? Angela. Where are you from, Angela? Wilmington, Delaware. And what, uh, how did you decide to come out here today? Like, what was the reason? Did you? Is there anything behind it? Well, I feel like, you know... It's hair. It grows. So <laughs> why not give it to kids who need hair? <laughs> like, I, it's going it. to grow, simply. So might as well do something useful with it. You know, and that was how this all started. I actually was going to cut my hair, and I thought, instead of just let it fall to the floor and go to waste, like, there has to be something we can do, do with it. And that's how we found wigs for kids, and that's why we're doing it. Well, thank you so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> um, and by the way, she is so cute, and she's a 19-year-old son. I was like, you do not look like you were going to No, no, we're looking at her. We're looking at her. <laughs> she looks like she's You're 19 right. herself. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so everybody's, uh, we, we, and again, I, I, I'm amazed, but everyone's hair is so long, um, and it's great. So we, we're getting a lot of great ponytails and, that we can send off to Wigs for Kids. Um, everybody enjoying their Dunkin' Donuts. Actually, let me just say thank you to Dunkin'. Uh, get ready for sunnier days with a medium sunrise batch iced coffee for $2 from Dunkin', a bright and balanced coffee made from a blend of beans sourced by from Kenya and Latin America. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. And, of course, all of us here at the Preston and Steve Show, we run on Dunkin' as well. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting. Also, uh, David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. We have uh, appointments there. Their entire salon is filled as well. I was talking to a few people over there, uh, and they're also having a great time. So uh, everything, uh, you know, we're all we're doing well. Everybody's getting their hair chopped. It's cool, you know. It's, it's like you uh, you sit down for a long time and stand up after sitting for a while and getting back up on your feet with this. And everyone is so excited about it because, you, as you say, we had the stasis where people were kind of just letting their hair grow and were kind of waiting for this event to happen. To have it happen this way today is so cool. It's great to see people out doing this. Yeah, a bunch of people. Guy upstairs, um, He this is his third time doing it. He said he waited wow. from the last time he cut his hair until now. Wow. Um, so his hair was really long as well. And then I talked to a woman who uh, donated for the first time. It was the first time here. Um, she had a nine-week-old baby at home. She she said, I've been up for hours. I ran out of the house, come get my hair cut, and now she's going back home to the baby. Cool. Nice. All right, we'll, we'll check back in with you in a bit. Kathy, who is at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting. It is Kathy's Cuts, and it continues. Uh, finally, back to it, which is awesome. So wonderful cause. All right, so um, Marissa did some digging this weekend, and she sent me a series of stories that all have to do with the Jersey Shore. So I think we have invented a new segment, <laughs> it's a new character. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is called the Beach Bomb. So here we go. Yeah. 
We have a series of stories that take place down the shore. And actually, you stumble across some really good stuff. So they're stuff. good ones, right? Yeah, yeah, there's some solid things. So we'll start with this. We'll start with food. And, oh, yeah, Steve, let me bring your uh, levels up. There you go. Let's start. Oh, there you go. Our first story is Bobby Flay headed back to the Jersey Shore with an outpost of his fast, casual brand, Bobby's Burgers. Yeah. Which is set to debut at Harrah's Resort, Atlantic City, early uh, this summer. It's a good news for you, Case, because you love his burgers. I do. I do. And um, while I don't, I don't know why I don't consider Atlantic City the Jersey Shore, uh, I'm just glad that I don't have to, like, fly across the country to go get it, right? Right. So, and, and I actually kind of head down that way regardless because uh, there's a, a pizza place that I go to quite a bit, and that's just kind of outside of Atlantic City as I, well. So I kind of know why. I mean, it's its own entity, really, yeah. Atlantic City. It's not a shore town. Every other place you visit down there, it, there's a town that's a, uh, a part of it, and, and Atlantic City really is its own little city. It's a, its own entity, despite yeah. the boardwalk. Like, you don't really go there just to be in a beach town. You go there no. mostly for gambling and hanging out. But, but, if you, but, but if you are at a beach town, you want to do something else besides go to the beach? You can go to Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. So uh, so the concept serves uh, American cuisine, like burgers, fries, milkshakes. Menu options include uh, the Bobby Blue and Bacon Burger, topped with blue cheese sauce and bacon. And this will be, you also have the, the Crunch oh, yeah. Burger. Yes. Uh, yeah. Step with oh, yeah. uh, cheese and potato chips. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's and, my jam right there. And Bobby's Veggie Burger, complete with barbecue mushrooms, chickpeas, oh, yeah. quinoa, lettuce, and tomato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Other highlights include buttermilk onion rings, oh, yeah. sweet potato fries, oh, yeah. and milkshakes in flavors like vanilla bean, oh, yeah. dark, oh, yeah. dark chocolate, oh, yeah. strawberry, and my favorite, pistachio. I mean, that is that oh. is a wonderful menu of uh, decadence. Hell but yes. when you're in the... Listen... When you're in the mood for a burger and fries and a shake, do it right. Yep. Right? I agree. I agree 100%. And when is it opening? Do you have a... Uh, I do, it says early this summer. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, after Bobby Flay's steak had closed at the Borgata. You better uh, get over there now. I know. <laughs> it'll for 15 years. So. <laughs> All right. So that is story number one. Let's move on to another one. All right. Next, for the Beach Bump. The Camden County Board of Commissions unveiled a, and you'll like this, Casey, a $100 million plan to revitalize 24 parks and create a link trail that will open a path running from the Benjamin Franklin Bridge to Cape May Point. Whoa. So you could years. there be like a contiguous... A bike trail. Wow. A bike wow. or walking trail from the Ben Franklin Bridge to Cape That's May awesome. Point. Is, that is, is this amazing. also a skipping trail? You can skip okay. if you want. There's you a know, lane. Okay. There's a special a lane. Skippers only. On the trail. Uh, wow. I, I don't like... Uh... You don't know what to I, say. I well, no, I don't because you know, is it is it going to be one of those things where you you know you're going over streets or do you, you know, you're going to have to stop? I, I assume at some point or, you're going to yeah. have to have a a, uh, and that's fine. Yeah, you no, know, because there's a trail that goes from Cape May all the way up to, um, and I've only stopped at the Cape May Zoo, which is just outside of uh, Stone Harbor, mm-hmm. and um, but and I think it picks up after the Cape May Zoo at a certain point, and it is a great trail, but sometimes you get to these intersections where you know cars are coming and stuff like. I, I, I think it'd be. I mean, I think it'd be hard to do that. In a perfect scenario, you'd be able to avoid that. But I think this is fine. No, it is. And, and as long as the cars stop and listen, don't collide into you. I'm being a little bit uh, snooty. Snooty because when I'm going for a bike ride and you don't want right. to slow down and stop, like you're, you know, I'm going. Like the to, like, I, I, I don't think this yeah. is for endurance. I think this is 
you want to get from A to B, yeah. you can do it on a bicycle. And my cousin does this quite a bit. He will ride from the Ben Franklin Bridge down to Wildwood. And, dude, he rides on 55, which oh, is like you're You not... can't ride 55. <laughs> you can't, no. Sammy Hagar would disagree, <laughs> sir. Yes. That kind of scares me when, <laughs> when people try to pull that off. I mean, like, you, you know, it's dangerous at that point. But I, I guess a lot of the ones in Pennsylvania were are converted rail lines, right? So they have, and there are so many old, unused rail lines in, in Jersey. I wonder if they're using those for this. That's actually, a, yes, that would make sense. Well, and if they don't, if they aren't, they should. The Parks Alive 2025 plan has been in the works for several years, bringing together nonprofits and local governments to invest in infrastructure, trails, waterways, and recreation in the county's park system. A key facet of the plan will be a $10 million link trail. That's right, $10 million. A 34-mile active transportation corridor that will be developed in four phases. The off-road, 12-foot-wide trail will be open to pedestrians, bicycles, and other personal mobility vehicles. Very cool. Now, the one thing they always ignore are the piggybackers. Um, <laughs> the link trail will begin at the Ben Franklin Bridge Bicycle Pedestrian Ramp in Camden, which will be reached from Philly by foot or on bike and run through 16 municipalities in Camden County before connecting with the Atlantic County Trail. Uh, that uh, trail runs all the way to Cape May Point. So, okay. I mean, you know, we're, we're getting into that time where people are even just on the weekends are visiting down there, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, it'll become more and more, you know, of a prolonged thing. So having something like this, even if it's just sort of suggested, adds a charm to it. You know, yeah. no, and it absolutely it, it does. gives you a goal. I have been so I, uh, you know, I haven't been on my bike as much since October. But last year, I was uh, I was on it a lot, and I got uh, my endurance was up, and and I was just sort of thinking this summer I may want to ride my bike down the shore after work on Fridays. Well, this is this is a would be a cool thing if if your family. Um, is going to head down to the shore. Yeah, they drop you off at the at the head of the trail yeah. and drive, and you just ride your bike all the way down. Yeah, yeah, and, and then no. they leave the country. Yeah, yeah. and so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it leads. I have the children. I'm in Kuwait. <laughs> I don't know where it leads from uh, the other side of the Ben Franklin Bridge. But you know, you can ride over the Ben Franklin Bridge. Say yep. there's a walking slash bike path there mm-hmm. as well. So. Yep. Uh, a few miles of the link trail already have been constructed, but the full project and parks improvements are expected to be completed by 2025. Huh. Not too far off. No, that's actually... Do- well, uh, and, and obviously different chunks will be completed as you go. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the Schuylkill River Trail is it's awesome. I mean, you can go from Center City all the way through um, the um, Valley Forge Park, and then there's other trails that kind of split off from there as well. I, I used to walk that all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember they having an issue, remember, with people being like, mugged on one of the... Uh, yeah, you got to be careful. But, but it's it's it, what they did was great, and a lot of people use it. Yeah, I love these alternate ways to get to the shore. I took the train a few weeks ago to meet my friends on there, and it was fabulous. Uh, did you go to AC? I, well, they, uh, they're in Ventnor, so they picked me up in AC, but as soon as you get off the train station, there's jitneys waiting there to... Okay. Pick you up and take you to the um, uh, casinos or whatever, but it's so it was forty five minutes. Yeah, I, I do that every year. Longer, but it was great. Can yeah. you go any further south than Atlantic City? No, the, oh, that's a shame. It stops right there at the top. Um, but you know you can get an Uber. Like I yeah. said, the jitneys are there, and we were just talking take the other day about yeah, the yeah. jitney service uh, <laughs> being extended. Yeah, there used to be a train service further south too. There was a, there is a train station in Cape May uh, with no rails going into Cape May, and that's right. where the bike trail is. The is bike it trail okay? Goes right past. Forgive me for being. If I forgot that this was news, but what's the status of the AC airport? Is that... Oh, I don't know. Baderfield? Yeah. They are looking to turn it into something. They haven't okay. announced what it is yet. I think there's going to be like... Bobby a- Flays? <laughs> big old Bobby Flays. <laughs> it was closed? 
Uh, no, no, well, no, there's, there's an airport, yes. and then there's Bader Field. Okay. Yeah, Bader, Bader Field is a baseball, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was an old airstrip. Airport that, that, slash oh, okay. baseball field. That is now, like, they use as concert grounds and stuff. Uh, Metallica was there for a oh, while. Okay, yeah. yeah, we're looking at that now. Do they still do that? Are there concerts there? I don't know. I'm... There's, yeah, I saw Less Than Jake there last summer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's that nothing. alone is worth keeping it open so, it, so that Less Than Jake has a return. Yeah. I believe it was the Atlantic City Surf was their uh, single-A ball club, and uh, once managed by Mitch Wild Thing Williams. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. <laughs> the legend. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> and, and that old, uh, by the way, Nick, the old railroad by Cape May, you can rent those. Uh, Push cars? Yeah, well, it's not. A, I think you, you, you pedal it. You yeah. pedal them. Oh, really? Oh. It looks. Yeah. It looks like ten minutes later you'd go. Why did we do? Yeah. That? There's nothing to look at. You're yeah. in like this gross ass marshy. Oh, it'd be great if there was like. What, what, yeah. what, what are you? Pe- what are you pedaling? What, what is? It's an actual. It's, like, it's like a like, like a hand cart, but you just use your feet. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah no oh. Looks fun for okay. about ten minutes. Uh-huh. Watch other people do it. <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. So you, the thing you have to remember is, oh, is cool. Where they build build railroad tracks and not they the best. Parts. Don't build them in the <laughs> scenic areas mm-hmm. usually. So they should allow you to do this on active <laughs> rail lines. Be great. Yeah. If you got to keep up or, you know. <laughs> you hear the horn coming up behind you. You got to put it into high gear. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think I would. No. Uh, all right. Let me see here. So we have other stories from the beach bum. All Jersey Shore stories. All right, we have a follow-up. The Bachelorette, oh. Rachel Recchia, went on her hometown date with contestant Tyler Norris of Rio Grande, Cape, Cape May County. Yeah. And uh, Where'd they we, have, go? we have a little update on some of that. Fans <laughs> of the show were treated to a big spoiler for season 19, which airs in July with co-bachelorette uh, Rekia's visit to Wildwood. I'm assuming you now, you, you pronounce her name Rekia. I haven't been watching Almost killed you. Uh, Wildwood visitors were surprised to find that the boardwalk was up and running before the season had opened. We'd conjectured as to whether or not they would open it up. Uh, Ben Rose, marketing and public relations director for the Greater Wildwoods Tourism Authority, said we had owners come in and open up their stores. Knew it. And we had to open up some amusement rides and some games and make it look like it was in season and that we were open. I assume they went on the the Ferris wheel and he bought a, or a T-shirt that said, "I'm not gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks." Yeah, that's uh, okay. a popular one you see outside of the <laughs> T-shirt shop. It's, 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 it's disgusting that the T-shirts that just hang there in the front of the stores. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I, mean, I, I agree. Yeah. When I, I was agree. a kid, I bought some of that stuff. The I, I, the one I was about to say, I realized I can't say on the radio. Okay. <laughs> so, so we will. It was the Dunkin' Donuts logo turned okay. into something else. Oh, effing donuts. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Ben said they filmed all segments of his hometown and the things that he loves to do. They I had love a, this. They had a fun day. <laughs> and uh, I love ocean. It was a fun day on the boardwalk. And then afterwards, she went and met his parents. These are my mommy and daddy. Uh, Rose said that the couple enjoyed funnel cakes. Funnel cake. And curly fries. Curly fries. They had those at Morris. Chocolate. <laughs> they- chocolate. <laughs> I like chocolate. Uh, they had the funnel cakes and curly fries at Maury's Piers. And uh, they played squirt gun games. Good. And they rode the carousel. I love you. And bumper cars. Bumper. <laughs> Uh, the <laughs> Taffy. 
the Wildwoods beach cam captured uh, Rekia running up to Norris and embracing him in front of the Wildwoods sign on the boardwalk. And uh, so apparently there's a live camera and you can see the, uh, yeah. the Wildwood boardwalk uh, right. sign at all times. Uh, the only issue during their visit was the weather. Ben Rose said that it was a it weather. Was, it was chilly on Monday <laughs> uh, with Rekia in a trench coat. So uh, he worries that the shots won't be realistic for a July air date. Realistic. I love the application of that to the basher. It we want to make it realistic. Do you remember we were talking about it that day? Yes, and it absolutely. Wasn't, uh, it was overcast. It wasn't a good-looking beach day at all. So it is, and this is now the new version where there's a, a bachelor and... So, so what is the change? In this version, they're going to change it a little bit. There are two... There's two bachelors? There's two I think there's two bachelorettes. Oh, two bachelorettes. Yep, right. yep, and a whole ton of bachelors. Uh, so he reported uh, He reported that the couple shared a kiss after the funnel cake. What? Yep. Wow. But wonders I whether... taste funnel cake. <laughs> whether Norris will be the one to claim Rekia's heart or not. He said, I did notice after they got the funnel cake, she kissed him. Uh, she turned around and kissed him. And he said... You make I, my pee-pee place feel funny. He said, <laughs> he said, I don't know who she is going to pick, but she was pretty. Uh, what's the word? Amorous, he said. Oh. Uh, she gave the kiss. <laughs> Just describing ice cream. Yeah. Uh, she gave the kiss right on the lips, apparently. And so. then he bummed the Newport off a guy in George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't smoke on the boardwalk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out because the episode isn't going to air to July, until July, but they were in Wildwood. Yeah, it, it's funny because it's, it's clearly over. We're watching some of the video. It's overcast and it's all, uh, we'll see how they dress it up. It was know. cold that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely Let's cold. Let's go in the day. water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to wait uh, until the episode airs. All right, uh, next story for the Beach Bum. Let's get to it. We're back. Uh, the engine of an aircraft that dates back to World War II was found underwater off the coast of New Jersey earlier this month while a former National Guardsman was uh, out fishing for squid. Engine. Uh, the discovery <laughs> was made by fisherman Randy Camp and his captain, Jake Wiscott, and they were out fishing and felt something unusually heavy in their net. Uh, when they got the machine out of the ocean, Camp knew pretty quickly that he had come across a cool artifact. And uh, the Naval Air Station Wildwood Aviation Museum, uh, William LaSalle, who is the curator, identified the engine as a Pratt & Whitney 18-cylinder R2-800, and the engine could, That's have a been, protocol droid. could have been used in different military and commercial aircraft, including a the Northrop P-61 Black Widow fighter or the Douglas DC-6, which was used as a uh, for a range of cargo, military, and wildfire control purposes. We're looking at it. It is pretty cool. You can tell what it is. Uh, LaSalle added that the engine could have been from a uh, Grumman F-6X, or I'm sorry, F-6F Hellcat, a carrier-based fighter aircraft that was used to counter Japan's Mitsubishi A6M0 during the second half of the war in the Pacific. And the museum has an F6F Hellcat on display there. Uh, so it likely it had been in the Atlantic Ocean for more than 70 years off of Cape May. That is cool. You know, it amazes me that people go dive that, you know, with the... Not a lot of visibility. It. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, it's not like uh, diving in Tahiti where you're seeing these <laughs> World War II aircraft, you know? I, lo- I looked into it uh, a couple of years ago, last time that we went uh, diving in Hawaii, and I was like, man, it was so much fun. I would love to do it around here. There are, there's only a handful of them, uh, dive companies that will dive off the Jersey Shore because of the visibility issue. Yeah. 
Uh, you go up further north, and there's a couple of spots that are better, closer to New York. Uh, but they will do it. There's a company called Can't See Crap out of Newark. <laughs> what is it? Can't See Crap. Can't See Crap. Every now and then we get that, you know, that blue water. It's it's uh, sort of an aberration when it comes into the Jersey Shore, and it's it actually kind of looks almost Caribbean for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, three or four days, and then it goes back to normal brown. Yep. Uh, LaSalle added that the engine could have been from that Grumman F6 F Hellcat, and uh, by the way, Cape May was an important stronghold for the U.S. Navy during World War II when it maintained administrative headquarters inside the former Cape May Hotel. And the area was feared to be a target for German submarines and required a strong military presence that effectively replaced the tourism industry until the Navy's withdrawal in 1946. My father-in-law worked for Grumman on Long Island for the longest time and was involved uh, big. I remember I'd pass by the whole facility all the time and they were responsible for doing a lot. For the Apollo. Uh, they they were in charge of the LEM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lunar module. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the aircraft engine uh, reportedly will need to be cleaned and uh, aired out, but they plan to display it at the museum. Did you see it was signed by Randy Jackson, Preston? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. It's probably all that he had to get signed, do the and same you're thing. not going to yeah. not do get the same thing. Randy Jackson's <laughs> autograph, right? You have to. All right, uh, let's see. Other things at the Jersey Shore to share. This is the beach bum. All right, so there's a Jersey Shore shop that focuses on coffee and ice cream, but it's their donuts that earned national acclaim. Drip and Scoop. Drip and Scoop. A New Jersey coffee shop. Sounds like syphilis. Also serves ice cream. Was just named one of the 25 best donut shops in the United States by Ooh. feastandfield.net. All right, what town? What town? There's a few of them. Okay, okay. so uh, Feast, and, scoop. Feast and Field wrote, uh, dubbed as a hotspot for donut lovers, Ocean City houses mm-hmm. this local gem. Uh, Drip and Scoop not only specializes in donuts, but scoops ice cream year-round. Wow. Or you can drive into an iced coffee, dive into an iced coffee served with a donut uh, on your straw. So they have locations in Atlantic City, Summers Point, and two in Ocean City. Yes. Okay. All right. So, I mean, and these t- tend to migrate. Um, they they're... Close, Closer towards us? Uh, no, 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 no. Up and down the Jersey Shore. I mean, I, so there's a Duck Donuts in Avalon, and I think there might be some around here. Uh, but <clears throat> the Fractured Prune was the first that I had heard of around the Jersey what Shore area. And, and same thing. It's just the, it's a boutique donut shop. Oh. Uh, and uh, so that was in Ocean City, and then they opened another one, and then there's Naughty Donuts. <laughs> naughty. <laughs> but, uh, naughty as in, like, nautical. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, but where in, in, like, Wildwood, I think, man, there isn't, there huh? You were having this conversation with Nick Elmy about yeah. Curiosity Donuts when he uh, did a pop up of that. You were begging him to open up. Wildwood Wildwood needs a a boutique donut shop. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, how about you, and yeah. Preston? You're down well, there. It's funny. <laughs> I listen. I have had a thousand different effing uh, uh, nuts. You I, call it? No, mine was Holy Donuts. Holy Donuts. Uh, and that uh, whole H O L E. You got to go to that A frame house that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So my idea was to have a whole E Donuts. Uh, and then to uh, offer donut delivery services. Uh, How far out? 
100 uh, miles? No, no, no. Just if it was in Wildwood, to, just to the Wildwoods. All right. And you could only uh, have your donuts delivered if you ordered the night before. And what kind of investment are you asking from Preston? I'm just a million dollars, you know, uh, for 1% stake. <laughs> And yes, we should crowd one percent stay. Sharks, <laughs> donuts at the shore. I'm out. I feel like it's usually two thousand, two hundred thousand for twenty percent. Mm. Yeah, well, I'd rather do number. one million for one percent. I uh, no, it's just like you know, the, it's a dream. Since you were a kid, it's been a dream of yours. It's ever since I was a kid, like five years ago. <laughs> I wanted to have a donut place have... on the Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you. So it seems like, and I, again, I'm I'm not out there a lot, but um, it seems like if you can, you get one of these things to strike. Now, would something like this be only successful in season? Yeah, or and that's a lot the of these places just stop, right? And that's why I wouldn't want to do an investment down the shore, is because you are really, really dependent. Would you consider reducing that million investment? Yes, Memorial Day to Labor Day is is where you really need to make your money, and right. if you don't, like you're screwed. And you're weather dependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, not now the, obviously you can put umbrellas over the donuts, right? By with the, by, by the way, with a name like Holy Donuts, would you have any um, religious based uh, so, donut attractions? Yes, my, <laughs> I would uh, think. My the the golf cart the crucifixion crawler. Or? The golf cart would have a halo over it, but okay. the halo would be a yeah. donut. Right, I like that. I like that. Right, I like Jesus that. Christ, that's a great donut. <laughs> yeah, that's right? the quote. Yeah. 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 Christ, that's a great donut. <laughs> uh, the full service coffee and dairy bar. By the way, we're going back to uh, this one uh, drip and scoop. Uh, which NewJersey.com's Pete Genovese has previously named one of the best donut shops in New Jersey, does uh, standard donut flavors like old-fashioned cinnamon, sugar, and chocolate, but looks good. Drip and Scoop also has specialty flavors like cotton candy, s'mores, chocolate peanut butter, and vanilla coconut. So that's it kind gets, of your hungry. boutique this is a, donuts. This is a lot like the fart and squirt. The fart and squirt? <laughs> yeah. What's that? It's another place. It's a chocolate Oh, place. it's a lot yeah. like Drip and Scoop fart and squirt. <laughs> Uh, the vanilla coconut sounds like a good one. Right, Nick? Oh, uh, well. No. <laughs> uh, I don't mind coconut in my coffee, like coconut flavoring. It's it's the, the coconut pieces. Texture. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I'm out. Okay. I guess Pre- I, could, I could stomach one of these. Premium <laughs> flavors include peanut butter cup and maple bacon. Oh, man. Uh, the shop's website even takes flavor requests. Oh. Yeah, they said if if you want uh, if if you want to suggest flavors, they can uh, and ask them to take away flavors. They can maybe get, well, I don't know about Stop that. Stop making that. Yeah. <laughs> so right. my other venture, Steve, that I wanted to do is I wanted to and and so there's a new uh, hotel that's being built in uh, Diamond Beach called Mahalo. Yeah. And they're doing exactly what I wanted to do, which is offer for its hotel residents. Uh, like the jitney service to and from the boardwalk, which I thought would be a, a great, and then also offer like bike rentals for for people as well. Like I don't know exactly to why what are you extent. giving away these multi million dollar ideas <laughs> because I'm just an idea guy. I'm an idea guy with no action. Right, you, know you should I mean? charge for those ideas though. Right, you know what I mean. I oh. say, listen, pay me, and I'll give you some great ideas. You just don't tell them what the ideas are ahead of time. They just have to trust you. Set and up pay that A frame, Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Right on the, by the uh, maybe somewhere on the way. Mm-hmm. Sign out front ideas. Yeah. Ideas. <laughs> so that A frame, people might... walk in, yeah. and uh, you know, you just have. It's like Lucy yeah. from the Peanuts right. with the stand she right, sets right, up. Right. Free advice. Five cents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The A is backwards, but Great it ideas. really matter. Yeah, you're right. Just... Yeah. But my idea for that A-frame house that yeah. sold in Wildwood was to turn that into a pizza place because it looks mm-hmm. like a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Right? That was his idea. Another one right there. 
So I, I like the idea. For the idea I guess guy. this is giving away for free day. Yeah, because uh, you're losing millions of dollars. My idea for opening up a Soren ride in Philadelphia. By the way, they have one in New York that just opened up. Oh. And we're talking about um, uh, from Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> Lord Soren, like the movies. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyhow, uh, that's as you fly above the Hobbit houses, smell of peat enters your nostrils. Not peat moss. Peat. He works in the town. <laughs> horrible body odor. He doesn't shower much. No. All right, anyhow, uh, that's it. we got to wrap up this segment that's of the Beach it. Bum. But I like this, Marissa. Yeah. Uh, so, very cool segment to roll out for the first time. All things Jersey Shore. And uh, hopefully you got something out of it. Listen, we do need to take a break because we need to stay on time for a few things. We have, of course, MMR's concert cash coming up. But Kathy Romano is out of the studio today. It is Kathy's Cuts event that is taking place. It's a big day. She is at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth, meaning the other location where cuts are taking place is David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. We thank everybody involved for this. Uh, But we will find out how things are going in a little bit. We'll come back with the Bizarre File as well. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. of Leon on 93.3 WNMR. Everything rocks, 758 President Steve Show. That means we are two minutes away from your first chance to win $500 and the barbecue tickets as well with concert cash. So fair warning, that's coming along shortly. We'll do it again today several times. In fact, we do it at uh, now, 8 and 10, 2, or 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 again. So... Don't miss any of those chances. Mark Summers stopping by later on this morning. In the meantime, Kathy Romano, who is on location for Kathy's Cuts Today, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth, Maine, has a look at traffic. What's going on, Kath? The accident on the Schuylkill cleared. You're still jammed 202 into the blue rope of the accident, now gone. Also, eastbound, going from Montgomery into the Vine, westbound Vera Avenue to the Vine, and then from City Out to Belmont, then again near the Blue Route. Uh, 95 southbound, Slows Academy to Cotman, the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard, the Vine, westbound, backing up 8th to Broad, uh, eastbound, the Schuylkill to Broad. And then in New Jersey, we had that accident 295 northbound. Now you're still stopped, still crawling along between 561 and Route 73, but good news, the accident now cleared. Uh, 55 northbound. Jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway, and then on 42 north, you're slow from Coles Road to 295. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Shop Acme and earn four-time reward points on gas and groceries with your Acme for You app. See store for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Kathy. We are approaching eight, so that means it is time to do this. Now, here's your concert cash. 
keyword. The word is conquest, spelled C-O-N-Q-U-E-S-T. We're going to give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text it, the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry will win 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get the call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. So keep that in mind. We'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to get us the word conquest. C-O-N-Q-U-E-S-T. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre I didn't mean to do the Bizarre File. What happened? What happened? I'm, I'm, I, meant to, I meant to do this. Almost cut my hair. That's what I meant to do. So I told Kathy we would go to her, and I never, ever lie. Oh, she's going to hate you now. Schmuggums. So we got to make sure that we do that first. So Kathy, Gravity Hair Salon, how things going? It's going great. And uh, me and the listener that I'm standing next to, both of us, our hands went up and head went back when you did the bizarre file. I'm like, they're not coming to us? Uh, <laughs> what's your name? Craig Powell. And uh, is this the fir- your first time donating your hair? Third time donating, first time as a part of Kathy's Cuts. Oh. Thank you so- yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Um, you also come to the Camp Out for Hunger and the Blood Drive every year. Yep. Uh, yep, I'll see you at the Blood Drive in June. Uh, and so what made you cut your hair today? Um, so I'd had a friend in, in school that had had childhood cancer. And um, it's it's something that the, the, my last two donations have been in his memory because he uh, unfortunately had cancer again uh, and suddenly passed hmm. uh, a number of a few years back. So I've, I'm uh, donating in my friend Andrew Vellante's memory. Well, thank you so much for coming out. And how much hair were you able to cut off? Um I was able to get 14 inches. Oh, I wow. was not sure when coming in that I was going to have that much to offer, uh, but Joe um, did a good job, and I've got a great style coming out, more, a, a lot more than I was expecting when I came in. I was I was expecting just just to tell him, just go ahead and buzz it off and, and get as much as you can. Go right to the scalp. Um, but no, he gave me a real nice style. I'm happy with this. Well, you look great. Thank you so much. I'm glad we're, we're here uh, in honor of your friend and uh, some other people who, uh, you know, who need wigs, and, and that's what Wigs for Kids Hey. And they do it at no cost to the children and their families. Kathy, will there be uh, before and after photos? Because I want to see what his hair looked like beforehand. We're looking at video of it right now, and it's good looking haircut. But I have to see yeah. that. I got to see that big mane that he had before he had it taken off. I'll have to email in a photo. I didn't take a photo before. <laughs> All right, okay. But you know, I think we're getting we are getting before and after photos. We have uh, we have tons of photos. Um, and just one more person I want to talk to. What's your name? Karen. And Karen just cut off how many inches? I think like 17. Whoa, oh, 17 my goodness. <laughs> 17 wow. inches of hair. Yeah. And are you okay with this short hairdo? Oh, yeah. It'll be back by the end of summer. <laughs> so, so the last time she cut her hair was our last Kathy's Cuts, which was um, in 2000. What was it? Yeah. 2019? She knows. I don't. Um, yes, 20, <laughs> 2019. And she had 17 inches uh, to donate. So, yeah, we're, we're doing great out here. Actually, they're doing great out here, all the people coming in with this long hair. To be honest, Kathy, when you first mentioned that they were uh, modifying the, the 
length of hair that they were looking for. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be problematic. Yeah. But then there are a lot of people that just been sort of waiting, waiting for this very day to occur so they could be a part of it. And, you know, inspiring stories. And when you talk about what this hair is going for, because uh, one person had tweeted out and they were quite curious what the exact purpose of it is just explain again what this hair is used for. Yeah, so they use, so the reason it has to be a certain length and it can't be bleached and it can't have too much gray in it is because they actually use the hair to make the wig. So um, some of the other organizations will take shorter hair, but I, they're they're offsetting the cost and they're doing something else with the hair. So Wigs for Kids actually takes the 14 inches of hair that you donate and they will put it into a wig and they'll and I believe I have to look again, but I believe it's like five or six ponytails makes one wig. So um, they need a lot of hair so this long healthy clean hair that comes in they're able to make these wigs for the kids and the kids get the wigs again at no cost to their families okay and we'll talk to jeffrey paul who is the founder of wigs for kids a little bit later on the program all right kath we'll check in with you a little bit later on it is cut my hair kathy's cuts that is taking place it's uh very much look forward to and i i love the people that that essentially save up their hair how they grow it and wait do you want me to rewind to the uh to the bizarre file? Yes, please rewind. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site, delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. All right, uh, boy, we're going to start with a doozy. All right, let her Horrible in. Horrible story. The well-respected parents of a woman who suffered from what is called locked-in syndrome yeah. and was found dead, fused to a living room oh, couch, no. covered in insects and her own bodily fluids are facing second-degree murder charges. Sheila and Clay Fletcher will face a grand jury after their 36-year-old daughter, <clears throat> Lacey Ellen, was found partially naked, sitting upright, and submerged in a hole in a couch covered from head to toe in urine, liquid feces, and insect bites with live bugs and rodent excrement nearby at their otherwise tidy home in Slaughter, Louisiana. Sounds beautiful. Oh, my God. So, uh, coroner Dr. Ewell Dewitt Bickham said the scene was sickening. I've seen some horrible things in my life, but nothing like this. I added that uh, she had had bed sores that went all the way down to her bone. This is just just horrible. Just absolutely, unbelievably reprehensible. So Lacey suffered from what's called locked-in syndrome, a rare neurological disorder characterized by complete paralysis of voluntary muscles except those that control the eyes. God. So this person is just trapped in their own body. A vegetative state, and, and they're letting it happen. Uh, poli- but, yeah, I don't know if vegetative or not. I don't know if they have uh, the uh, cognitive abilities or not. They just can't move anything. Uh, um, I so I, 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 If you're in this state, I'd prefer that you were not aware yeah, of it. Yeah, I agree, Steve, because... Because that would be, yeah, that would be the ultimate torture. Uh, police arrived on uh, the at the ranch style home in the suburb north of Baton Rouge on January third to find the ghastly scene. After the parents called nine one one because Lacey wasn't breathing, the parents were supposed to be the girl's care providers, but Bickham said that she had not been to a physician in twenty years. Uh, when he arrived at the home, he described the stench being so bad that it would almost run you out of the house. Uh, he knew that it was a potential crime scene and immediately called his detective. Uh, the parents were in the kitchen. They did not have an explanation. He ruled her death a homicide because of death as a medical negligent case. 
Uh, Sheila Fletcher has worked with police and a court clerk as a court clerk and more recently as an assistant to the city's prosecutor. Clay Fletcher is an officer of the nonprofit Baton Rouge Civil War Roundtable, which has a mission to educate the fo- and foster an appreciation for the sacrifices made by all during the Civil War. So they, they work for these respected organizations. They're, they're conducting things. their lives. While she's rotting on the couch. Today, Bickham will present the case to a grand jury in the hopes of charging the parents in the death of their daughter. Negligent homicide is zero to five years. Manslaughter is zero to 40 years. And second degree is life in prison. She said, I will ask for second degree because uh, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They robbed her of her life. Just horrible. Horrible, horrible story. Horrible. All right. Emergency crews responded to an area crash of Midtown Atlanta Saturday evening after a traffic crash involving at least 15 people. Atlanta police said that a pedal pub, which is a vehicle where several passengers pedal on a large-scale bike while often consuming alcohol, is the root of the cause. The road was blocked off from traffic. Dude, this was bad, okay? Yes. So the vehicle can carry up to 15 passengers, had multiple people on board. As the peddlers were negotiating a turn, it toppled over. Fifteen people all went to the hospital. Five of them were badly hurt. Two of them in critical condition. The one thing I'm trying to figure out is with with the way I've seen those things laid out, how it would tip over. Yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, maybe mean, it's a little top heavy. Yeah, whatever. But they they, t- they I guess they took a sharp turn or something like that. It toppled over and they were hurt really bad. Uh, police said the mobile pub but was the only vehicle involved in the incident, and they are obviously investigating that. I had a, uh, I was on one of those pedal colonoscopy yeah. machines oh, where, you know, you go, you travel around, and that was dangerous, but this was, this is crazy. A Florida woman suspected of drunk driving performed multiple ballet and Irish folk dance moves while undergoing field sobriety tests after rear-ending a vehicle late Wednesday evening. You boys a fan of uh, river dance? Amy Ann Harrington was arrested on a DUI charge following a crash near her residence. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, police allege that Harrington showed multiple signs of impairment during roadside sobriety tests. And now my tribute to centuries. Uh, Harrington smelled of alcohol, had slurred speech, and was unsteady on her feet. When asked to perform one-leg stand and walk-and-turn tests, Harrington instead broke out her cross-disciplinary <laughs> dance moves. Uh, Harrington, who refused to take a breath test, was charged with a pair of misdemeanors and booked into the county jail. Uh, Harrington, who works for a St. Petersburg... Uh, Bar and Grill was arrested for DUI in 2019 following a car crash. Do you think if you were a good enough dancer, you could dissuade them from arresting you? Like, if you really just wowed them? Uh, there's that old Reno 911 clip <laughs> right, yeah. where she's giving him the, uh, yeah. the, the the test and he starts doing these dance. Or she makes him do dance moves. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's like this amazing dancer. <laughs> I love that yeah. bit. Uh, so anyhow, uh, she subsequently copped to a reduced charge of reckless driving in her first DUI case. We'll see how this one goes. Months after their son was shot and killed and the investigation didn't lead anywhere, the mother, in this case, took the case into her own hands and started looking for the culprit. The search ended when the mother shot a woman she mistakenly took for the person responsible for her son's death. My bad. The 65-year-old man from Norfolk, Virginia, and his longtime partner lost their son in March 2021 after he was shot and killed in Cleveland, Ohio. The father told investigators he was not uh, satisfied with the investigation into their son's death and said his partner's mental state had been collapsing ever since then. Oh, boy. The man said that his partner told him that she would kill the person responsible for their son's death if she ever found them. 
During their investigation, detectives said they found a blue notebook with handwritten notes from the mother who, uh, with loose pieces of paper covered with names, addresses, phone numbers, travel directions, and other personal information. I wonder what level of certitude she would need before she she shot somebody. Uh, The notes showed the mother planned to kill the woman that she believed was responsible for her son's death and then die by suicide. I'm reasonably sure. In November of last year, the mother shot someone named Chelsea, a woman that she mistakenly identified as her son's killer. (sighs) Um, Two for all. On the night of November 5th, Chelsea was home cooking in her kitchen when she heard a knock at the door. When she looked through the peephole, she saw what seemed to be a UPS delivery person who claimed to have a package for her. She opened the door. Uh, the mother, who was wearing a uniform, pointed a gun at her and shot her. The woman ran up the stairs to lock herself into the bedroom with one of her family members yelling, I've been shot. I'm sorry. I knew I shouldn't have opened the door. Apparently, the woman later told police that the mother had spray-painted the word pig on one of her family members' vehicles months prior. Oh. During an interview with detectives, the father said earlier that day that he and his partner were sightseeing in Washington, D.C. The man said his partner then suggested visiting her friend, Chelsea, adding that she had a package for her. When his partner got out of the car to drop off the package in question, he said that he couldn't see where she went, but heard two gunshots. Shortly after, the mother walked back to the car with the box still in her hand and said, let's go. So this sounds like the despair has driven this person crazy. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, the couple quickly changed their vehicle's license plate from the Arkansas one to Virginia plates, uh, but they were pulled over by the police mere moments later uh, after he made an illegal turn. By the way, Chelsea was taken to the hospital. She survived her injuries. Thank and God. The mother died of suicide days later. Wow. Yeah. Uh, detectives said they found no information that suggested the woman was involved in the couple's son's death. Uh, the father pleaded guilty to accessory after the fact to assault with intent to kill. None of this ended well. Wow. Yeah. That is a, that's a pretty messed up story. And that's why it's in the Bizarre File. It was a powerful one. It was like a like a powerful episode of The Nanny. All right, so we have uh, two minutes left for you to enter the word Conquest. You better get on it now. It's for MMR's Concert Cash, Conquest. Uh, we want you to win that money and those tickets, so do it now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. When we return, a very good friend, I believe Mr. Mark Summers, Yay. will be in our studio and more of Kathy's Cuts and so on. Mark is in the Acme Lounge, so we'll get him in here in the studio in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Podcasters, would you like to go to Preston and Steve's advanced screening of Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness on May 4th at the UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m.? Well, go to WMMR.com right now, scroll down to the contest ribbon, and tap the secret contest. There's an entry form there just for you. Good luck, and thanks for listening. These cuts is happening as we speak, and she is at uh, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting. We just had you speaking with some people who cut off, like, what, Kathy, like 17 inches of hair? Yep, Um, and a woman just walked in, and she uh, said that the last time she cut her hair was the last event that we had. So I think a lot of people doing that and, um, yeah, have more than the 14 inches that they require. I mean, they technically require 12, but they prefer 14 inches. And people coming in, we spoke to that other girl last time. She had 17 inches. Wow. Uh, and the woman who just walked in, like I said, definitely uh, has more than 14 inches of hair ready to donate. Nice. And so for an operation like this, how many how many hairstylists are in there? It's a ton, right? Um, oh, what do we have here? Wait. Uh, we have six. Seven, maybe, I think there's eight here. And okay. I think there's Seven over at uh, David Arnold. Hair oh, Salon. I thought it was for more than that. So these guys are working. They're like just nonstop. Around the clock. Yeah. Oh, Conveyor yeah. belt style. 
Yeah, they, they just keep, when they're finished, the next person gets in their chair and they start on the a new person, yeah. Nice, excellent. All right, well, it's going great guns. We're full and uh, we're going to keep checking back. Anybody want to hit or plug at this point in time? Yeah, of course, Duncan. Everybody's enjoying uh, coffee and bagels and donuts. Uh, so thank you so much to Duncan. They, um, you know, support us in whatever we do, and they're at both salons. And then uh, True Beauty Concepts. There's gift bags for everybody who donates. And I just went through the gift bags. There's awesome stuff in there. It's not like you know just throwaway things that they throw in there. They have some really good hair products that they're leaving with. Uh, and if you want more information about what we're doing, uh, of course, it's on PrestonandSteve.com. But uh, who's benefiting from it is Wigs for Kids, and you can uh, donate on your own if you're not able to get in on our event. And you go to wigsforkids.org. All right, excellent, Kath. We'll check back in in a few. And we're also going to talk to the uh, founder of Wigs for Kids, Jeffrey Paul, a little bit later on. But in the meantime, we have a gentleman who is welcome anytime. In yes. Fact, we've given him a key to the executive washroom. <laughs> Absolutely. So at any point in time, you could walk in the door and see him sitting on the toilet. It's just what we wanted to do. He so. doesn't even have to go. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Mark Summers is here. Hey. Man, I haven't been to one of these therapy sessions in over three years. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's what it is, right? It really is. We get stuff out in the open here. Yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff. You know, I, I have uh, nothing to plug. I have nothing to talk about, so I'm very curious to see, being the experts that you are, where we're going with this whole thing. Ah. <laughs> well, first, we want to see how you are doing and how's your health and all that stuff. It's not been good. I'm going to be totally honest. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, uh, I had... The worst case of COVID, insane. I was in bed for a month. Whoa! Yeah, and uh, part of the reason I'm here in Philly is I haven't seen my oncologist in over three years, and uh, I just got to find out what's wrong with me. I can't seem... Did you have a long, long COVID? Well, you know... um, I was so bad, and they gave me that uh, uh, Pfizer pill deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was so, it, it, it almost took me out. Yeah. Uh, the pain, uh, muscle and uh, bones. I would wake up uh, every morning at three in the morning and went out. I was in tears. I just was horrible. Wow. And I called my doctor and I said, "I can't do this." He said, "If you don't take it, you're really going to be in bad shape." So, so wow. you because. You're you're compromised, yeah, and, and so yeah. you you've had a couple of issues, yeah, and so I, I would figure that it would womp you. You're, how do you feel now? Uh, just okay. Oh, wow. is, is seeing us making you feel dramatic? <laughs> better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole reason yeah. I'm here is to see if you guys can cure me. <laughs> we, we are faith healers. Uh, <laughs> you, you were being so careful too. Yeah, uh, I was being beyond careful. Yeah, because we had really been in stupid thing. Did we, that Oprah come really... over to your house? Uh-huh. Did who? Did oh, Oprah come no, over to your house? I don't know if you just read. She didn't leave the house for 322 days. I know. So certainly wasn't coming to my house. No, I, I you know it was getting better, and I was triple vax, and some. Somebody called me. I haven't been doing a hell of a lot uh, to go do some interviews at some food conference uh, down in Anaheim. Yeah. And, you know, the old thing, you had to be vaxxed and, you know, tested and temperature and all that stuff. And it became a super spreader. And I know it was either there or Guy Fieri is starting a new game show. And he called me up and said, hey, Summers, come and give me some tips. And I found out that many people on the set were getting that. So one or the other, I got. Oh, I, got I understand yeah. that at the food event you were at, they had a public salt lick. And, and <laughs> was bad could idea. that have contributed? I, I, just a teeny, but it was really good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's sea salt. <laughs> hey, with that, speaking of food and all that stuff, did you happen to lose your taste or anything? Because uh, was... I didn't. My wife did. I was uh, sadly gave it to her, okay. and she couldn't taste or smell anything. Uh, Kathy, never, had that. That. Kathy had that. Kathy had the. She had the reaction yeah. of. of 
and then it it started to to come back in, and then obviously the more the, the spice, the things you think that would be able to to pierce that, yep. did. And I think she's back a hundred percent. In fact, I saw her eating some hair. So it, <laughs> yeah, no, but boy, uh, I'm not going anywhere with that. But for uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> it's like old times. <laughs> yeah, I, honest to God, <laughs> it's like it's like prom night. But <sighs> you know, when COVID first started, Bobby Flay uh, and Mark Vetri invited me to Vegas. Uh, Flay had opened a new restaurant, and I called my oncologist and I said. It's Vegas, you know? Yeah. Uh, people there never thought COVID existed in the first place. And he said, okay, wear your mask in, take it off to eat, wear your mask out, and then get the hell out of there. And when I went to Vegas, nobody is wearing a mask. Right. I mean, it's just the most insane thing. Uh, the, the restaurant's called Amalfi. If you go to Las Vegas, it is spectacular. Oh, yeah? Uh, oh, my God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I went to uh, Mark's place that he has in Vegas the next night, so I was just pampered for two days. But <laughs> I didn't get it there. Uh, I was very cautious. I've been living like a hermit for the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, and you seem pretty um, good with that, right? Yeah. I mean, you, we, when we talked, you said you were kind of in that, um, I think I'm enjoying this a lot stage. yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, but while you're whiling away your your time there, you're you're also, I think, sort of a driven person. Uh, but there's nothing to be driven to, right? Right, now, right. You know, well, what, what what do you do around the house? You know that. What do you do for Mark Summers? What is your? I'm going to just tinker around with this. <laughs> well, first of all, you should know by now, Jews don't tinker. But, uh, <laughs> we hire people to do to that. To tinker for you. Yeah, tinker I'm a professional tinker. <laughs> That's right. It should be the name uh, of your autobiography. <laughs> Jews don't tinker. Jews don't tinker. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do a five-mile walk every day, and okay. uh, it just clears my head. It's the best. And some days I listen to uh, music. Some days I listen to, uh, you know... Uh, you never listen to us, do you? I know I do. Actually, oh, I do. Yeah, I go to your website on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, but um, some days I go to the ocean, some days I go to the mountains. Wow! Uh, and it just is the best thing for me. And there's this little coffee place where all the old guys from the area sit and just gossip. And it's hysterical to sit down and listen to what, they, and and they said, hey, you know, uh, Larry David bought a house right around the corner from you. And I went, no, I didn't. You know, and like two weeks later in the newspaper, Larry David bought a house. Right <laughs> it's like, how do you guys know this? Are you contributing or are you just listening? No, I'm just, I stuff. have nothing to contribute. Okay. Uh, What's your name, young fella? Yeah, well, that's kind of what it's like. Uh, you know, I, the most obscure uh, show I ever did was a show called Biggers and Summers on Lifetime. And this man sitting there drinking coffee goes, with an English accent, which I can't do. Mark Summers, Vegas and Summers. I went, nobody knows I ever did that. <laughs> I was a guest. You were a guest. Yeah. I, I reported on the royal family. I, you know, I had no recollection. This was wow. like 20 plus years ago. And now he's living uh, in, um, you know, Santa Barbara area. So I liked when you were going through some of your old stuff. Oh, and you were, you were posting things yes. of, of, you know, autographed pictures and pieces of memorabilia and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You have, you have a nice little collection of things. It's insane. I have this... Uh, you know, a storage area that uh, I had two uh, massive things. I've got rid of one now. But to uh, sort of ramble through the people that I was lucky enough to come in contact with or the uh, pieces of memorabilia. I found stuff the, the last day the Alice TV show uh, shot. The next morning I drove over there and just started stealing stuff. And I, I found that stuff, you know, <laughs> and contacted Linda Lavin recently and we're talking and, you know, I hadn't talked to her in years. So, yeah, I, I, because there's nothing to do. Right. It, but you were doing stuff. We, okay, I, I, there's you, you do a lot of stuff, and that's it's hard to keep on top of it. Actually, I think you're underselling your 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 deal. You 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 dabble a little bit back into radio. 
Actually, I'm starting a podcast. Shoot me in the head. Oh. There's 800,000 <laughs> podcasts, literally. 800,000. Uh, yeah. And these people kept coming to me, and I kept thinking, I have nothing to say. You to do. Them, you know? We're giving it, we're already approving of it. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we're starting to record, and we're going to hopefully release it fourth quarter. And um, my whole point, you know, you have to have some point of view. And mine is overcoming obstacles. And the stories, um, one of my first guests was uh, Anthony Ramos, uh, who I've known, he was 19 years old when I was doing Grease, and he's blown up into the super star. And he, we talked for almost two hours, so we got to edit the hell out of it. But he was brilliant and told me things that he hasn't ever told anybody else. And so that's what we're trying to do is get people to open up and tell us things. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for uh, and maybe a guest for the podcast at some point for turning us on, me on, uh, specifically to uh, Ian Shive, the photographer. Oh Man, is he a fascinating guy. And he's been uh, to uh, some really strange and odd places like the Aleutian Islands. Uh, and I know you were working on that. Uh, yeah, we uh, did the special, that special with him. and we did a shark special for uh, Discovery. As well. Man, does he live an interesting life? And, and so I know you guys have become friends as well. It, um, when was the last time you uh, chatted with Ian? Well, he just moved up near me, and we talk all the time. We're working on a couple of projects together. One more time, talk about a man who has stories. Uh, oh, it's fascinating. Oh my god! I mean, the, the whole thing with the Aleutian Islands was just uh, uh, amazing. I've never, I've never seen stuff like that no. before. And he's he's a brilliant photographer. He has these stories where he was going to the Ganges River and uh, a riot broke out, and how he literally scampered up this side of a building and ended up in some guy's patio. And he's got all these stories because he does those things and puts himself in situations that you go, well, first of all, why are you doing that? Yeah. And he has nerves of steel. You know, it's funny. We talked to another net, uh, like a net geo level. Um, photographer who is the, who's the renowned photog- uh, photographer of, of tigers, mm. and and every time I ask them because of the changing nature of technology, how they get what they get these days, really for him the deal is to trek into the remotest areas, set the camera, rem- remote operate it, you know, and and get go back and see what kind of pictures. He got because oh he yeah you can't be there he, it, right yeah. so there's a shot of like uh, yeah. <laughs> tigers right there oh yeah right in front of the camera but it's just amazing and 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 um, you know with with drones and and lenses and and uh, I mean it's astonishing what they're able to pull off these days I'll tell you a story the way Ian and I actually met he had a show uh, he's a, a, a national photographer for the National Park Service yeah and so um, you know you think if you're going to take a shot of a waterfall at Yosemite Falls you go up you just snap a picture and you go away well no that's not how it works you go right. and you do the research and all this stuff. And so we thought that would be a great TV show. So William Morris was handling us at the time, and we said, uh, we want to go pitch this. They went to us, and they said, yeah, nobody in the world will ever buy that show. And I said, well, set up some meetings. Where do you want to go? Well, we want to go to Nacho, and we want to go to Discovery. Yeah. Okay, uh, if, if you're in that meeting longer than 10 minutes, let me know. So Ian and I fly to New York. We go to Nat Geo. We do our pitch. And we're about four minutes into it. The guy's looking at his watch. And he goes, you know, boys, this isn't for us. And we're literally at the elevator nine minutes in. And I called William Morris, and they went, out of the meeting already, huh? <laughs> and they, said, they said, you want us to cancel Discovery? And we said, no, we're going down to Washington. So Ian and I take a train down to D.C., and we go in the hotel, and I say, show me everything on your computer. So he shows me everything on his computer. We go to the meeting the next day, and we start doing the same pitch. And about five minutes in, the guy goes, you know, boys, we're never going to do this. But I remembered seeing a picture of sharks in uh, Cuba. Yeah. And I said, would you guys be interested in doing a shark special in Cuba? And they went, yeah, you can't get into Cuba. And Ian said, I can get you into Cuba. And that's how we got our shark wow. special. That's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So I, I started, I was telling Preston, uh, uh, I started watching The Offer, the, the story of the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the making of uh, The Godfather. And they have a couple of dramatic 
representations of pitch sessions. Yeah. And uh, and I've always heard, and then this is more on the entertainment, you know, straight up, like you know, you're, you're only in documentaries, but it's um, it's a brutal thing. Like it's really brutal. Was is that is that usually how it is? Yeah, usually they're not listening. You know, the worst part about these Zoom pitches recently right. is, I mean, this is a great. I I wanted to pitch somebody at Food Network, so they gave me to some new young executive. Fantastic. So when we started, I said, um, let me just make sure before we started that you know that I've been at, at Food Network. For, oh, I grew up watching you on Unwrapped. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> so I started doing a pitch, and, and the girl says to me, I won't mention any names, I don't want to embarrass anybody, have you ever heard of a show called Restaurant Impossible? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, excuse me? She said, have you ever heard of a show called Restaurant Impossible? I said, yeah, I produced the first 160 episodes of it, you know? So you have. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard of it. And so, you know, it's very hard for us old guys, mm. uh, and, and it's a different world. Look, Look, the world is about TikTok now, yeah. okay? And they ain't hiring, you know, 70-year-old white Jewish men to do anything anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's the new TikTok trend. <laughs> white it's Jewish men who are it, 70 and over. Show me your 20-second dance and we can get you going. <laughs> that's something you really don't want to see. But, uh, but so the world has changed. And, you know, I went to New York for the first time in three years. And our coffee shop that I've been going to since 1964 is boarded up, okay? The first hotel I went to New York, boarded up. It's and sad. When I walk down Chestnut and Walnut here, you know, the Liberty Mall, disappear, everything is, and this is America right now. I mean, Los Angeles, everywhere you go, it's just weird. And how long will it take us to get back? And will we ever get back? I tell you what, there, I think we will. And I yeah. think like we were at an event the other night for Cora, Preston and myself and Nick, um, you know, and, and uh, Rob McElhaney was in and, and Caitlin Olson were there and they were receiving an honor. And we looked down, and there were tables of people smiling and looking around and conversation and food and drink and all that sort yeah. of stuff for a good cause. I think, yes, I think it's, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I uh, once, once you lay it out there, people will get, and you get back to your own level of what you yeah. feel comfortable with. But, yes, I do think so. I, it is sad to see, you know. Some of these places that we, have been in, in families for decades that were the, they 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 lived it. Yeah. They put their heart and souls into it to have it go away. But hopefully, you know, there'll be there'll be something, and, and some of these Down places the will come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've been doing is uh, because once again we all have too much time on our hands. Um, <laughs> I've been watching uh, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Klepper. Do you know Jordan? Klepper? Oh yeah, Jordan's great. He's brilliant, and I have no uh, qualms about direct messaging people and saying, hey, you know. A fan of your stuff, and generally I get back. Luckily, have uh, you ever seen Restaurant Impossible? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he got right back to me and said, "You know, you're my childhood. You grew. I, I grew uh-huh. up on all stuff." And I said, "I'm coming to New York." So I, I had a three hour lunch on Saturday with Jordan Klepper, and I tell you what, I love him. About him. He's a forty something guy who is like us. You guys put your time in. You didn't just start here and become the number one, you know, guys. Right. And you did a lot of work to get here, okay? Right. And most of the people want to become president that I meet, you know, on day yeah. one. They come out of college and they want to run everything. This guy gets it. He did his homework. He went to Chicago. He did Second City. He did Upright Citizens Brigade. But his point of view is brilliant. And to sit and talk to a 42-year-old guy for three hours who I'd never met before was brilliant. So I get my mail at a little UPS place uh, up in Santa Barbara. And every day, for some reason, as I'm going in, coming out is Dennis Miller. Every day. We're on the same... I love Dennis. Yeah. And so I I said to him the other day, you know, we keep passing each other. 
why don't we have lunch? So on Friday, I'm going to have lunch with Dennis Miller. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so this is the kind of crazy the, stuff. Well, they use your podcast. Look at you, 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 and you sit and have conversation, multi hour podcast. I think, again, we've talked about the last time we took an estimate, maybe Marissa can, can verify this, but there was a big, this was about three or four years ago, mm-hmm. podcasting convention, you know, and about everyone's trying to figure, or at least relay that they're an expert on this thing that no one really knows, with, even at this Still. point. So, but at that point, there were about, and I, I keep quoting this number, about 800,000 unique shows. Not episodes, <laughs> no, separate shows. shows. Yes. And, and, so, uh, and so, but I mean, you are known for your ability to, to converse and to engage and to host. And so I think it's, I think it's only, are, are, you, with a, are you with a syndication group of sorts? Yeah, well, we're going to make an announcement soon. Okay. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. By the way, I don't think ever in my life if I just stopped someone and gone, why don't we go out to lunch sometime? Oh. <laughs> Would you really? You should do that. I you mean, should, you yeah. know, right? Yeah. I'd be glad to press the Some Gary Lauer. No, that's a great way to... Uh... I had three testicles. That's a guy we know. That's a guy we know. I don't think I've ever done that. Hey, you know, uh, why don't we get you to know each other a little bit? Preston and then to follow through with it. Like so, so yeah. he has. So, Mark, you have a different. You have a, a genuinely inquisitive. I want to know. I mean, about you, sort of vibe that that yeah. is sincere. People respond to that. Well, and that's something that's definitely come out of the past couple of years. Is when somebody's like, "Oh my God, we should catch up sometime." You kind of realize. What's I never want to see this person again. <laughs> yes, and that's been okay. But there are some people that you need to catch up with. You're in life, right. Yes, including you, Mark. When you popped up on Saturday Night Live oh a few God. months ago, oh my God. I texted you in, yes. in real time. Yes, in it real was time. One a.m. in <laughs> Philly. Thank goodness you're on the West Coast. Oh yeah. What was your reaction to that? Well, I'm home. And uh, I get a text from Bobby Flay saying, hey, dude, turn on Saturday Night Live. You're on. So Bobby Flay alert- alerted you. I was you watching it. Yeah, sitting home. <laughs> and I, I was like, that, that, you know, why 30 plus years after the fact are they doing that? But it was just bizarre that, you know, that that generation is now doing Saturday Night Live. We and- talked about the skit and it was, and they, they, uh, uh, and they were all of the, they were testing all these the goo things that were yeah. not, yeah, that yeah. weren't working. But uh, did you approve of your impression? Well, no. The guy obviously had never seen me before, <laughs> uh, and and I sent him a. Uh, I was going to send him an, uh, a FedEx that said "nice try," but I was nicer than that. Um, and I said, "Hey, you know, nice job. I'm going to be in New York City, and I'd love to meet you." And of course, he never responded. See that now that he's missing an opportunity. Then. Yeah, you know, I always write thank you notes and I contact people and I, you know, through social media can direct message people. You know, I watch the CBS Sunday morning or CBS morning show every morning and there's a reporter, Tony DeCopel, who I just yeah. think is amazing. And so I direct message him and now we're friends and we, you know, <laughs> interact and this and that. And I just think it's fun to be able to do that stuff. Yeah, well, that's how you built a network of people, you know, uh, that are are your collect like you know the the, the biography on you and and uh, you know which we were uh, the time you had the presentation here in the uh, yeah the, can't the give that thing away it's become the most expensive home movie I've been to more distributors I just took it to uh, I thought it aired I thought I, you uh, well you know we did like a ten city tour yeah, yeah, right. but uh, I just took it to a, a, a big producer and he looked at it and he goes. I have no idea what the hell to even do with this stuff. And he said, and I showed it to some younger members of my staff who have no idea who you are and just don't get it. So, you know, I, I think I'm pretty much done trying to push that thing. Uh, but, you know, certain things you do out of, you know, passion and hope that it's going to take off. Now I've gotten phone calls. I'm, this is the one I'm trying to decide. You know, I did a one-man show a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And we did it first in Bloomington, Indiana. Then we did the Adirondack uh, Theater Festival. And I'm getting phone calls to go out and do it, not this summer, but next summer. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be almost 
72 years old. Yeah. Can, can I memorize 70 pages again? And there's things, the last third of the show has to be changed because, you know, so many things are different from right. when we first wrote that stuff. Do I want to put myself through that misery or do I just want to say well, no? Well, what's your earliest inclination on I that? I said yes to keep the dates because <laughs> right. I'm nuts. Yeah. Uh, but I have to give them, you know, uh, the thumbs up at some point pretty soon. And, and I'm a nervous wreck about so this thing. So what's mm. your best uh, advice for that mnemonic uh, to remember, you know, you've had to remember things throughout your life. Yeah. <laughs> but this is actually President and I will do a 30-second commercial. Now, extemporaneously, we're fine. Oh, yeah. But, but they'll give us 30-second or 10-second tag to do <laughs> for it. Yeah. And we've had an hour and a we half, have to have right? cue cards the size <laughs> yeah, of a building. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's Can't the thing. There's 70 pages in this script, okay? Yeah. And it's in my life. But, you know, it's a one-man show, but there's another guy who plays every other character in my entire life. And so if, if it was just me, I could ad-lib and screw around. Yeah. But this guy's waiting for me to feed him lines. <laughs> yeah. So if I don't give him the lines, he's screwed. <laughs> right. And so I really have to know what the hell's going on. And Alex Brightman, who wrote my show, is now back on Broadway doing Beetlejuice. So I'm trying to capture Brightman to say, hey, we need to take the last 20 pages and rewrite stuff because, you know, here's what changed and here's what I'm doing and all that stuff that guy is super talented by oh, the way alex Brayman. He's, he's yeah. fantastic and so um so I'm, I'm trying to figure it out you know it's a yeah. lot of pressure to put on on anybody at this point of their lives so the podcast you're you're thinking when now we're, we're probably going to make an announcement fourth quarter. I got people coming. Linda Lavin's going to do it. I got Al Roker coming up. Uh, I did Michael Melly, which was fantastic and so um it's just been fun to do the research you know i actually spent hours going over yeah. your material because you can't just go on and BS. The thing I learned is when, when COVID first started, I started to do these podcasts just because there was nothing else to do. And most of these people suck. <laughs> yeah, they don't do their homework. Right, right. And fi- I, I now say no because I'm tired of answering the same five questions. Mm-hmm. So somebody requests uh, <laughs> me to be on show, I say send me three questions that I've never been asked right? and I'll do your show. And most people don't even respond to that because mm-hmm. all they want to I don't want to talk about Burt Reynolds anymore. I don't want to talk about what the slime was made out of. I don't want to talk about any of this stuff because I've ta- it's everywhere. Right, you know? right. You want you want to move to well, I, I think it's a perfect fit for you. Um, you know, to do this, we're very excited about that. So, who's your dream guest to get for your podcast? Wow, that's a good one. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, wow. good choice. Yeah, and I've contacted him, and he's just been so busy. He he, he is. Um, he possesses a, a, an attribute that we all love, um, and every, every time I've seen an interview, he's very self-deprecating. Oh, my. But he's brilliant. Yeah. He's yep. freaking brilliant. And uh, when he was in Santa Barbara at the Santa Barbara Film Festival, I had contacted him and said, you know, let me take you to lunch, let me take you to dinner. And he said, you know, this is like a combat mission. You know, they, they drive me in, I do this speech, yeah. I walk the red carpet, they put me in a the car, they take me because it was during the Oscars and all that stuff. So we didn't see each other. I've only met him once. I, he was nice enough to bring me backstage when I went to see Hamilton. But um, he is nice. He in, he reacts on his emails pretty darn quick. Did you see, uh, yeah, assume you saw a tick, tick, boom. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. You know what? Alice and I looked at it just a couple weeks ago. That was magnificent. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just watched it again in my oh house my last week. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And I sent him, I, I, it was 2 in the morning, and all I said, I can't say what I said in the email, but I said, holy, you know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no yeah. idea. It was, it was unbelievable how good it was, you know? I so, love that, yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, he's busy and he's great. And so he would be a great guest, I think, you know? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure who else, but I want to kind of keep it current and topical. Do you need to get them face-to-face, or are you going to... They're better in the studio. When the, I yes, get them in the studio, yeah. uh, the Zoom ones... Uh, 
I mean, um, we can say honestly, you're a dud on the phone, Mark. But, I suck. But, I am. But here, you're great. It's just hard to do. I agree 150%. So we try and get people to come down there. But there's just something little visual. Now, Zoom has yeah. been nice for us. No, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. It's well, if you sucks. get the slightest bit of delay, there's yeah. there's, a, yeah. there's something that's missed there. But when it, we're looking eye to eye here, it's, it's so much it's better. So much better. Yeah. And uh, this studio's in the bowels of Los Angeles. And so to get there, I still have to use MapQuest. I have no idea where the hell I'm going. <laughs> so you, know. you don't have your live-in driver? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you know, well, I called into Levin to do it, and she, you know, I, I don't know where it is, and I can't get there. And, and, you know, I said, I'll send a car for you, for God's sakes. I'll pick you up. You know, I really want you to do this thing. But, um, you know, that's the hard part. People, because of Zoom, don't want to go anywhere, you know? You, you know, those people, though, those that sit in that realm, the kind of guests that we love to get, like, and, and sad, sadly, Gilbert Godfrey passed, oh, but my. his super colossal podcast focused in on those people that... Those types. Those that, <laughs> Yep. Who is that guy in Tango and Cash? That guy who's the warden. You've seen him again. Okay. And then those are the people that we love talking to, and that and he focused in on that. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you have with your connections and people who are, are fans of yours, it, it should be that should be area to go more than you. I realize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm finding out to be the case. It was interesting. So his uh, co-host, uh, Gilbert's co-host, was is a writer on the View, and I've been doing the View for yeah. 20 years. And uh, somebody suggested him that I do Gilbert's podcast. So he said, "Well, let me talk to Gilbert about it." So uh, he calls me back. He goes. Gilbert's never heard of you, and he has no idea who you are. <laughs> what? And I said, but he always likes to talk about the old days of the yeah. comedy store and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I have a million stories because I was there when, when Jay started, and, you know, and Chandling and this and that. Couldn't get on the show. Wow. He was also a fan of 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 those kind of uh, the the classic the been kid shows. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, he he called me trying to get Bill Dana's number. I remember one day because I didn't <laughs> find it, and he knew I was friends with Bill Dana. Um, but I unfortunately never did it. But I tell uh. you, there, there's online the funeral of Gilbert. If you can see it, is brilliant. Okay, and I'll tell you why. It's what every um, uh, funeral should be. It was hysterical. <laughs> and his wife got up uh-huh. and could not have been funnier. Okay? Really? And so, you know, I, I went through this whole period of depression over the last couple of months. First, Saget passes away. Yeah. Okay? Bob and I started together. Mm. When I was doing the warm-ups on soap, he was next door doing Bosom Buddies. Okay? Oh, wow. So that's so that's how far back we go. Wow. And so my last text was like December 22nd with him. It's like we were still you know, friends in, in contact. So I get a text from a friend going, uh, uh, Bob Saget just died. I went, no, he didn't. I just texted him. I know. So that knocked me on my ass. Okay. Yeah. Then Louis Anderson, who I didn't know as well, but had done warm-ups on a special of his and stuff, that's like, come on. And then when Gilbert went, I went, you know, these are all guys who are younger than me. Yeah. And we're starting to lose everybody, and I, it's frightening. Started with Norm. Uh, yeah, and, Norm. And then, and then you started going through. Again, uh, it's one of those where... Um, I remember, uh, was it? It was with Bob Bob Saget. Yeah. Where, where I had to. No, I do not believe this. This is this is BS, and I had to go through multiple sources before I started to, to do it. And we just had him on the show. It's one of those things where, you know. Uh, but, but again, you 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 enjoy you 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 embrace the legacy. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, the, it, as they say, all true stories end with death, and so that's part of the deal. It will happen eventually, but. But uh, it just seemed like we were getting sucker punched right and left uh, by some of the, the greats. Mark. We recognize Nick. Thank you, yeah. Mark. Uh, <laughs> well, just speaking of, of death and celebrating life, did you see the episode of uh, Curb uh, with Albert Brooks? Oh, it's fantastic. It, so it basically uh, premise um, the the show is that they Albert Brooks is not dead, uh, but they have a funeral <laughs> for him anyway. And uh, and then he watches it via closed circuit camera from another portion of the house. And where he gets uh, angry. And he gets angry, right. But But... 
it made me think about like celebrating somebody's life while they're still alive. Would you ever consider anything like that? Like, no, 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 why not? No, it's, you know, I, I don't have a burial spot. I figured, you know, you guys deal with that stuff. I, I could care less. You know? I, 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 just, I don't want to even think about that stuff. Yeah, you know, I just there are, there are we don't celebrate the people who are alive enough while they're alive. You know, it's, what? it's very true. And some people have done that though. Some people yeah. that, that that became that was. I've seen events where that is sort of. Uh, in fact, I think in the in coming to America, the the second one. Uh, I That's think right. Yeah, King he, Jaffa Jafar yeah. he has his funeral <laughs> yes. so he can attend it while he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, but unfortunately for people like Saget, who uh, I don't I, as as successful as he was, I don't I don't think he would have he would have foreseen what a what a hit that was oh my God. to a lot of people oh in God. this country. Oh it was God. huge. I do have picked the music for my funeral. Okay, what? walking in, James Taylor, Secret of Life. Uh-huh. Walking out, James Taylor, shower the people. Oh, oh wow. that's a good choice. Wow. I thought about whip, that a not lot. Not whip my hair. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't, but, uh, you know, I was doing radio. <laughs> Good cadence to walk to. Is this the Mark Summers event? <laughs> I was filling in a radio um, and, and doing what I want to do, which yeah, is yeah. interview stuff like that. And um, they kept getting mad at me because they wanted me to do politics and right. all the stuff. So I kept getting little emails. You know, you really need to talk about this. You really yeah. need to talk about that. And, of course, I ignored it because I... You need to alienate half your audience at, immediately. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, I came in one day and uh, the assistant news director was there and handed me literally 40 pieces of, of, of a copy and said, um, the first hour you can do the interview, but then you need to, to do yeah. this. Nah. <laughs> so I didn't do it. So I'm driving home. Uh, it's 9 o'clock at night now. Now, it's the thing. It's two hours to get down to L.A. to do this thing. Then I stop and I have dinner, and it's a two-hour drive back. So I'm putting in time, yeah. and plus doing the research, because when I get home at 9 o'clock at night, I start doing research for the next day. Yeah. And so the phone rings. It's 9 o'clock in the car, and it's the program director. He goes, hey, Mark, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. But I've been in this business long enough to know that when the phone rings at 9 o'clock and there's a PD, they ain't any good news coming down the road. He said, yeah, you're killing me. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you just can't do those interviews like that for an hour. And I would do Ian Shy, yeah. and I would, you know, I had Tom Dreesen on talking yeah. about Sinatra and all this stuff. And uh, he says, um, I need to do at least two hours of talking about, you know, what's going on in D.C. And, right. you know, they wanted a right-wing point of view. And I said, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And he said, you're refusing to do it? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, then you're fired. And I said, okay. And, and he said, you're not mad? I went, no, I'm not mad. And, and he said, well, why don't you just do what we ask you to do? And I said, because I don't want to do that crap, you know? And so I walked away from it. You well, know? You're in a good place to be able to do that. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, it was fun, yeah. but I'm not going to do that. I mean, driving in, the guy before me was doing all the stuff that he wanted me to do and on the way home the guy after me was doing that again yeah why do they need me to keep mm. doing that right. you know yeah it just becomes yeah uh, no i i get it it's it's funny though you're you're right you never get a call from the boss only at night with, hey mark great great news. want to go to lunch <laughs> we're syndicating mark it's two o'clock in the morning we're syndicating it <laughs> but the thing about it was on their website I had the most hits of anybody on there, too. Ah, oh, yeah. And then there were people saying, you should bring him back full time. <laughs> so I, I made uh, photocopies of that, you know, took some screenshots, just sent them to him. <laughs> How long are you in town for while you're... Uh, uh, I'm this, at the uh, Lovely University of Pennsylvania Hospital today, mm. and then uh, tomorrow back to New York, and then I fly back to Los Angeles on Wednesday. Well, besides your uh, the the the, uh, the COVID stuff that yeah. uh, seems to be lingering, we uh, we uh, are confident everything will be good with you. Yeah, uh, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. 
thank you. It's always great to see you. It just makes me feel so good and so happy and brings up my energy. And I just I just love you guys. Well, likewise. It's yep. awesome to see you. Yep. Any uh, Philly restaurants you hit up while you were here? Well, I, uh, I think I may see Mark. Uh, Vetri tonight, if I can cross my fingers mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the new pasta places. Oh, Fiorello? Yeah, I heard it's amazing. So good. Yeah, uh, I've dropped Bobby's name 17 times and I never do that. <laughs> Bobby said it's like the most... I went to uh, Mark's restaurant in, in uh, Vegas and I called Bobby and I said it's like amazing. He goes, no, no. Nothing like the place in Philly. So, yeah. you know. Okay. Oh, All I right. see. Right. Take that, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, good luck, Mark. Great to see you. Good Love see you. you guys. We'll Be see well. you soon. Love you guys, too. Mark Summers, guys. Yay! We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Kathy's Cuts continuing. We'll check up with her and the founder of Wigs for Kids, whom are benefiting from this event today and more. Stay with us. We will be right back. Test one, two. Barn door. Low-hanging fruit. Third leg of the stool. Dog like Bill West today, 2022 is coming on. But with the Daily Rush, you can celebrate it every day. Watch highlights from our Who Said It Besting game, including an appearance from the man about town himself. Oh, you're going to love him. Videos posted on PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, Santa's got to go. All right, ladies and gents, this event has been... Long awaited and finally happening. It's been a couple of years since we've been able to pull off Kathy's cuts. It is happening right now at two different locations. Kathy is in uh, Gravity Hair Salon in uh, Plymouth Meeting. And then you have, uh, I lost my information. David, David Arnold. Arnold. Take it away. Thank you very much. <laughs> David Arnold Hair That's Salon. That's in Jenkintown. In if Jenkintown. it's not written down in front of me, folks, I, I'm pretty I much it. a lost cause. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know what? I can't forget where I am because uh, I, I'm. I'm at Gravity Hair Salon at Plymouth Meeting, and um, I was just talking to the owners, Joe and Kara, and they've actually been doing this with us since the very first day. They were the ones that came into the studio uh. 13, well, actually it was 15 years ago, but this is our 13th annual because we took uh, a two-year hiatus during COVID, but um, so they've been doing it with us for 13 years. They, they came into the studio, and Joe is the one that cut my hair, and it sort of kind of snowballed from there. That's how the whole concept started. It's, wow. it's fantastic, and the fact that they step up all the time, and, and uh, it, it is sort of this familial aspect to this and seeing the so we have a, a shot on people getting their haircut right now uh, Kathy and again they're not just getting the bums rush they're getting real nice hairstyles Yes, and I am actually standing here. It's like such a cute story. A couple came in and they got their hair cut together. What's your name? Mitch. And Bridget. Mitch and Bridget are from King of Prussia, right? And um, how much hair did each of you were you able to get? 15 inches. Wow. 20 inches. So 15 and 20 inches. Whoa. Right? So what, uh, what, you made a decision to come and cut your hair. What, how'd you make that decision? Uh, well, we took a break getting haircuts during the pandemic. And so after it reached a certain point, we were like, well, we should just keep going and donate it. And then once uh, we found out about this event, we were like, well, that's perfect. Great. Time to get a haircut. Whose idea was it? Uh, I guess it was mine because I'm the one that uh, regularly listens to you guys. And, um, you know, before the uh, pandemic, I'm in accounting. So having longer hair was kind of an experiment for me, (laughs) a little radical for the profession. So, uh, you know, finally, when the restrictions were starting to come back uh, down and you guys were putting on the event again, it was it was time. Well, thank you both so much. I mean, that is a big donation, and that's really going to go to uh, some great use. Uh, they'll be able to take your ponytail and, and make a wig for a child. So thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's what, does she th- what does she think of his new hairdo? Is she, oh, yeah. does she what do you think of his, What do you think of his hairdo? Oh, I, I'm 
surprised. I really like it. I loved the long hair, so I was sad to see it go. But I think he looks great with short hair. Excellent. And what do you think about hers? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's. It's. I think for because of all the maintenance that goes into it you know we both have we've we i've been able to sympathize right so we both had the same problem so it's like all right it's time it's time. well you both look great thank you so much i think they're gonna go home and have sex right oh, now oh, i mean no, honestly no, it'll no, be no, like no, being no, with two no, different people two, not, you know, not even people. home the parking lot right there yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. can do that can, by the way can what? always count on them to ruin in a uh, you know moment <laughs> they're laughing look at <laughs> no, them they're they are, they are. hey by the way kathy i saw the before yeah. and after of, I guess, the guy that you called the, the wolf man? Right. Oh, my God. He had did, a handlebar mustache. Did they shave him, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my they, God. Yes. They took all of the hair off of his head Pubes. and his face. He had a real, not just a beard. He had a long yeah. beard and, yeah. and handlebar mustache and the whole thing. Like, his beard went down b- below his nipples. Like, it was that far. I'm was- getting the photos sent to me, and I had to, like, do them side by side to make sure it was the same person. Yeah. I wasn't sure. That's that awesome. one was every time I show that to somebody, they go, "No, that's not the same guy." <laughs> yeah. Wow! That's we actually excellent. we we had some uh, people out from uh, the news stations, Six uh, ABC and NBC Ten came out, and I was talking to the photographer at NBC Ten, and he goes, "That guy has to be hiding from the law." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what a great yeah. opportunity for you awesome. to, uh, to disguise yourself, come and get totally changed. Can't be a criminal; he's doing something charitable. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, we will uh, we'll check back in uh, again as we go through the morning. And we're awaiting a call from uh, Jeffrey Paul, who's the founder of Wigs for Kids. So he should be calling us any moment now, and we'll find out a little bit more about that organization and how this started, how this yeah. whole thing got together. But, Kathy, I can't believe it's been 15 years that we've been doing this. I know. I know. We were. I was just talking, like I said, talking about it with Joe and how it just kind of like, and it, and it, they're so into doing it. Like every year I bring it up, I'm like, oh, are they still going to want to do it? And, and he's like, sometimes he'll come to me and I'll be like, hey, we got to get planning. So they're totally into it. And uh, David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown, they came on a few years ago and they're the same way. Like he was reaching out to me because um, we were kind of set with gravity. And uh, Jason from David Arnold Hair Salon was reaching out to me and he was like, hey, if you ever need another salon, let me know. Let me know. And then as it started to grow, I was like, hey, we got to call those people in Jenkintown. And they, yeah. And then also True Beauty Concepts, they donate all of the hair products for the stylist to use and for the donors uh, to take home with them. Uh, and like, you know, I've been mentioning all morning, Duncan is here. And then uh, Balloons by Victoria did some great uh, decorations here for us. So um, in years past, we've done this on a Friday and now we're doing it on Monday. And to me, that makes more sense because Monday is usually when uh, hair salons are closed for business. So, you know, the fact that they had done it for so many years on a, a relatively busy yeah. day, yeah. you know, it was really, really generous of them. Well, that's the thing. Um, I know David Arnold shuts down their um, hair salon for the event. So, um, And then here at Gravity, I mean, they're fortunate enough they have two salons. So one of their salons remains open. And then this one where we are in Plymouth Meeting is closed. But all of the stylists, I mean, they're donating their time. They're not getting paid for this. So, um, you know, when they put this out to all of their stylists and the people that sign on for it, I mean, you know, I, I walked around and said thank you to all of them because they're here for free. Kathy, it was 15 years ago that you said if we did hit the 15-year mark, you would do your interpretation dance called follicle yeah. remember live on air remember you, said that? So we're, you guys know my memory i don't remember that oh, you said that <laughs> i said that yeah all right give me a minute to worry about right, it get something together we'll we'll get that next on video all right thank you kathy Romano. Way, she got to say that. <laughs> um hey i do want to mention a shart out i'm trying to hit these on the dates if i can and i i think i got this one because they were looking for may 2nd that's today 
Uh, and this is from Megan Ferrier. She says, hey, my partner Austin has his 36th birthday coming up May 2nd. Austin loves listening to the President Steve uh, show every morning, and it's rubbed off on me. It's our routine to wake up, immediately put on MMR, and then have little dance parties Ooh, all morning long. That's very cool. With our almost two-year-old son. He's had a really rough year struggling with mental health in a world, still not well-equipped to adapt or be understanding. But still, he gets up every day, tries his best to support his family, regardless of where he's at mentally. I really can't explain how proud of him I am. I uh, asked what he wanted for his birthday this year, and he responded, I'd be happy with a shard out. Oh. So could you please send Austin a nasty shard out my, to my love? Thank you, and hope you and the team have a great day from Megan. So here's a shard out. Austin, hope you have an awesome day, and happy birthday to you, sir. Yeah, and because yesterday was May 1st, we didn't get to play stuff like this. And May is one damn fine month to be working outdoors. We always get to do that on May 1st, as well as this one. It's gonna be May. <laughs> We can do it anyway. Yeah. What's that from? That's um, NSYNC. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is the name of the song? It's going to be It me? appears on the Shawshank soundtrack. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> it's going to be May. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. scene where yeah, they're the, uh, <laughs> in the laundry when they're, yeah, the, the, they're the, raping him. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. That. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's uh, actually in the movie. Yeah. It is in the movie. Yeah. It's a scene in the movie. All right, so what is this? The month of yes you may, the time for every We actually have a whole month to play. Yeah, true. We don't just have to do it on the first day. Yeah. By the way, I got this email. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but this is uh, from listener Steve in Scottsdale, Arizona. He said, I saw this license plate and I could not contain myself. Gang. This is it. I have a picture of it for you to see. It says Manthe on it. Oh, oh, it does not. It is a license plate wow. in Arizona. M-A-N-T-H-Y. I'm so yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. I don't know what they would... What Manthe what? would mean to that person. Is it possible that they're, they're listeners? But we, I don't know. Maybe Do like so. succulents? I mean, Steve, mm-hmm. from, Steve from Scottsdale is a listener, and he's there, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Manthe is on a license plate. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. I love you. Well, listen, uh, we've waited for uh, the, the founder of Wigs for Kids, so we're going to talk about something else. That's okay. it. That's fine. Yeah, no he, had, except, uh, yeah. he had his time. I wanted to hear about the new acquisition at the Morrison household. Yes. So uh, during, uh, we redid the gardens in the front of our house. Gardens, it's like a, it's like Versailles for crazy. No, we did a garden, a flower garden. Um, a, a few years ago, and um, it brings in butterflies and honeybees. And mm-hmm. so my, my wife, just in passing, had said, I'd like to try, you know, uh, have put, setting up a hive. And so she said in passing, but I put it down on my little gift list. And so for Christmas, I got her this starter hive thing, you know, with the, the book and all the stuff and the outfit. Well, she was blown away. She took a massive deep dive into it. And she's like with bee organizations now, and she has mentors. And so she, uh, and I, I, I just, I'm so proud of her. She set up two hives in the backyard, had people come over and, and consult her. And so, we're, you know, she, everything from the, the, all that stuff you see, the beekeepers with the smoker, the stuff that puts out the smoke yeah. and the different outfits and all the different things. Well, Saturday was the day she went to get her bees. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I always thought you would put it out. And the bee, hey, look at it. There's an end uh, occupancy. Nah. You got to no. get your bees. You yeah. got to get, you gotta your get bees. a queen. And you got to get your queens, too. Yeah. So um, she went to get the, the bees. And I'm thinking, what kind of container? It actually looks like an ammo box, like, okay. uh, you know. 
And so um, about that size, 5,000 bees. Oh, my God. 5,000 bees? 5,000 bees. Right. Making all that noise. You can hear that. They were a little sedate on, on on the trip back. Uh, they are a of a variety, you know, honeybees, and I've known I've known this for a while now. When I'm putting my Halloween decorations out or anything in the, in the front yard and walking around through those the flowers that have are all these bees, yeah, they don't care. They, they're not they're not they're not sting crazy, right? <laughs> and, right. and they're actually fairly benign. They, they're they're getting down to business. So she comes back with the. Um, and where does she go to get them? Like what town? Uh, it was about a, an hour and a half away. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she she did a, a decent amount of traveling. And she comes back with them, and she's got her 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 uh, mentor comes over, and they got their bee outfits on. And so what they're going to do is they transfer them from that container, and they're basically just they sort of like scooping them along. Yeah. And there's actually a little ramp up to the the one hive, but they they put the queen in, and in that process, it's kind of a nail biter because will these bees accept her? As their queen, basically. Oh, no mm. kidding. And so they they did they have a little coronation, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I said, we've got to come up with an S load of names now for the bees because right. there's five thousand. Mm-hmm. So Preston, what you don't realize, what you might think is a random sort of thing, there are bees performing all sorts of like cool. One bee actually gets up at the top of the hive and is flapping its wings furiously. And what it's doing is it's sending out a pheromone cloud to let the other ones know this is cool. Is he ringing the little bell yeah. like you yeah. know, the, the yeah. crier does as he's yeah. standing at the beginning? This one's good. Yeah. And so the, that bee is basically saying to the other bees, okay, this we can live here. We got it. Uh, you know, we wet. Hmm. So, uh, and then other bees are going out in like flying in like semicircles around. And they're, they're sort of like expanding their their area to check out around the hives. And they're... they're uh, there's every every what might seem like a whole bunch of random activity. Oh yeah, is actually very I've, precise. I've seen video of them showing uh, the drones and how they yeah. like waggle their their butt and and they communicate they're, they're through signaling. Dance. Yeah, they're yes. signaling to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So is the hive like a standard looking beehive? It's a standard looking beehive, and as you get near it, you're and it's actually I find that really soothing. It's really cool. Do you have to use smoke around them? Yes. So okay. she has the smoker. She has, I mean, there's a ton of crap. There's a ton of crap. However, so, and then when I mention this, there are a lot of people who are now embracing. Yeah. Ton, so the, my, my guy, Kyle from Natural Lawn, comes over to do the treatment. He goes, this, I'm seeing these all over the place. Apparently, during the pandemic and all this stuff, like the, the, the bee um, hive bug, no pun intended, just in, got into a lot of people, and so a lot of people are doing it, and then you realize also the medicinal benefits of having hmm. honey Local that's honey. generated in your area. Yeah. Steve, I have a podcast for Claire to listen to. Do you guys remember Greg? He used to work for Victory. He now works for Forest of Maine. Really tall guy would always come out to yes, cardboard classes. Right, yes, yeah. Um, so him and his wife uh, have been beekeepers for years. During the pandemic, they started a podcast called Mind Your Hives Beekeeping. Nice. And she actually makes skincare out of the honey oh, from cool. there. And they're fun follow because, you know, he'll put the bees on them and just kind of like let them sting or kind of see the reaction. So they are almost their pets. Like, you know, they're I mean, part of their family. It's weird to think of this collection of, of bees who are just to know that they're doing their business that way and that they are. There's nothing random. There are they're all performing a function. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's very it's very cool. Yeah. Our uh, our, our main um, uh, tech who does our, our handles, all our Comcast uh, um, uh, requirements uh, is, is a big beekeeper and he always brings us honey. 
And uh, I've, I've asked him a ton of questions because I was fascinated with yeah. it because it's nothing I'd ever want to do. It looks like way too much work for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. No way. Uh, but he finds it very satisfying. And it's not just to get the honey. He just likes doing it. You know what I mean? It is this basic, this city that's functioning now you can't see there, you know, on the inside what's going on, but they uh, there are the different, you know, as you see the classic honeycombs and things that they're they're building, um, and um, so we we have all the equipment and there's a, you've got to make an investment, yeah. But the end result is all the plants in the area are going to look that much better because the bees are actively pollinating and doing all of that, so they're keeping everything will look more robust. It's just a healthier environment. And as they say, beekeepers and people who are into this say they encourage you to do your own hive because the bee population has taken a bit of a hit. Oh, yeah. 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 So you have an outfit as well? Um, both she got your... me one. Okay, so good. I promise when I get into mine, uh, she was in hers. Uh, she got me mine. Uh, we will uh, we'll take a picture so you can see <laughs> right. me at my hiveiest. Are you and looking forward to being a part of it? Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm like, it sounds like something you wouldn't be into. I am into it through her. Right. Like her zeal. Yeah. Like you. I, I don't want to play golf, but I like... Hearing you talk right, about golf. Right. I love hearing Casey talk about cycling, yeah. Nick, hiking, Marissa, pimping. No, yeah. no Marissa's <laughs> restaurant stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, See, so, well, that was a secret. It was just <laughs> you and I. So, but, uh, yeah, so I, I am, I'm very ex- right, interested so in it. How long until we get some honey? So it takes a while, okay. you know, uh, but um, uh, I haven't got a honey extractor. I didn't know what the hell it is, but I just did my research. And can you eat honeycomb? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they sell it. You it's got a big, it. big taste. I know that. Yeah, yeah. with a big, big bite. Yeah. It's not yeah. small. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, all right, I want to try. Really I want to bite yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to. I've never bitten into a honeycomb. I just um, it, it, it tastes like honey, and then what? What's left after the flavor is is, is like no, it's kind of like uh, wax lips. Yeah, you know, like like the, it's it's a wax. It's it's a okay, it's, and there's no flavor left to it. You can swallow it if you want to, or spit uh, it out or whatever okay. you want. So, so you're more like okay, I, it's I, like I a knickknacks, patty wax. wax. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and there's uh, I, I know there's um, they they produce the honey. They need that honey to live during the the, the colder uh, yes. times. Yeah, yeah. And, but they make excess of it, and that can be yours. So and it's it, that is amazing. Again, as, as even Doctor Mike has said, you get. Honey from your area, it's going to have a much better medicinal application yeah. uh, in general. And um, I do love honey. I we, we have yeah. local honey stands up yeah. all around where we live. And, and yes, it's been recommended from allergists. Like, get that stuff, eat it. Yes. It'll help you out. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of honey. So, but to see them, them, like, and you can actually see them start to uh, widen out their, their flying patterns as they're kind of getting the lay of the land. So, like, okay, we, we were someplace before, now we're here. Okay, this queen's cool. Um, and now we're going to say, all right, let's find out where the flowers are. Like they're mapping the area about, uh, you know, yeah. all these things. Is it, that, is it scary at all to have all these bees flying around? No, no, because they they stay kind of right there. And and honeybees, again, I've gone out in the flowers and from, you know, I do an elaborate Halloween display. And they're all around. They're like, oh, we don't give a rat's ass about right. you. We're doing our deal. It's not like yellow jackets and or... Um, you know, other bees oh. that are more aggressive. Okay. Did you ask the neighbor or did you let the neighbors know yes. that you were doing this? Yes, okay, said cool. uh, whether you like it or not. No, no. <laughs> we, we did because they had actually, the people who lived next door before had had a hive, but we wanted to make sure no one was allergic. Uh, a real medical issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and did all that. So, um, yeah, That's no, cool, and they were awesome. They were very excited. Uh, hang on. We have Alan, who is a beekeeper and uh, can chime in on anything. Hey, Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Good, man. How long you been, uh, been uh, keeping bees? I've been a beekeeper for about 11 years now. I'm in my 11th season. Wow. How many hives do you have? 
Uh, it depends. I overwintered 20 colonies this year, and I will have up to 60, 80 colonies. Oh, my before, God. So when you're saying... The of, before the end of summer. Alan, when, talk, Alan, when you're saying 60, 80 colonies, are you, does that mean 60 to 80 separate hive, those boxes? Absolutely. Okay, wow. That's wild. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a professional bee remover. I remove bees out of people's houses. Okay. That's, wow. that's how I get my colonies. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. When you go, when you co- or, or, uh, take on a job to go remove bees, I, w- I was going to ask what is done with those. So you will you will bring them back and, and put them in your in your little bee farm there. As, as, as I like to say, they become my girls. Wow. Yeah, that's they, great. They become, they become honey producers for me. Yeah, and uh, Alan, I, so then, therefore, you, you can make, uh, I mean, that's selling honey. Is, is that part of your profession as well? Uh, absolutely. I have a website. If I could promote it, I would yeah. love to do it on the air. It's yorkieshoneyforms.com. I've been featured on FYI Philly, Newsweek, CNN. I'm the guy that did the bees out of the house in Skipback, removed over 450,000 bees. Oh, oh, I remember that story. Oh yeah. Three three separate colonies, yes. So, Alan, and, in, and, in, in those cases... Hold, hold, on, hold on one second, Preston. That honey stand that's near you, Yeah. I, I hate to tell you, but that's not true honey. Okay. Oh, <laughs> what is it? If, if, if you watch the series uh, Rotten on Netflix, uh, it's, it's the very first episode. It's called Lawyers, Guns, and Honey. They tell you how they... How the Chinese buy honey locally, send it to China, mix it 90% to 10% corn syrup, bottle it locally here, and then they put it up as bottled local honey. But it's not local honey. By the way, I love that name, Lawyers, Guns, and Honey. That's yeah. a great name. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, Alan, Steve, you were going to ask I him forgot. a question? Alan, you made me forget my question. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. All right. So, uh, do you have any advice to uh, people who are going to take this on? Is you know to start off as a hobby and then maybe you know expand it a little bit? It's it's addictive. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's well, so is heroin. Um, <laughs> the, the, the one thing you want to do is you want to start with two hives, not just one. Right. Because if one hive is suffering, you can you can bolster it with the other hive. So that's what we have. Uh, and he, my wife has a couple of mentors and everything. How long? How long until it will start to generate? It's brand new now, Alan. How long before it will start to generate honey? If if you're, if you're smart, you won't touch the honey in there till next year. Okay. You want them oh. to build that comb and and fill that up full of honey and let them have that for the for the winter. And then next year, around July, you should be able to harvest honey. Hey, Alan, can you email me, um, at, you know, at the station here? And I, I, if I could pass that information off to, uh, to Claire, I'm sure she'd like to at, at some point maybe call upon you for your expertise. Uh, Steve, go on my website, send me an email through my website, because I don't have anything to write with right now. Okay, well, working. that'll go, that works out, because I will forget your website, <laughs> and then we won't ever communicate again. What's the name of it uh, again, Alan? Uh, I'm going to spell it for you. It's Y-E-R... K-E-S, honey, farms, F-A-R-M-S, dot com. Okay, excellent. How many people does it take to mind, you know, 60 colonies? I, I believe it or not, I do it by myself. I take one day a week off, and I tend to my bees. You need to dedicate one hour a week to your hives to make sure they don't swarm, make sure your queen is doing what she's supposed to be doing, the whole nine yards. So they, it, it does seem rather self-sustaining, correct? Correct. All right. Correct. But, but there's a difference between being a beekeeper and a bee haver. 
Okay, there's a lot of people put bees in a box, and they think they're a beekeeper. If you don't tend to your hives, right. you're going to have issues. So like the difference you between got... Bieber and a Belieber, right? Exactly. <laughs> you got to watch for your mites. You got to watch for your hive beetles, wax moth larvae. All right. So, so wow. I know Claire's been doing her due diligence and her research. But what is the number one nemesis of a beehive, like especially a brand new hive? Varilla mites and wax uh, and the hive beetles. What are hive? What are hive beetles? Hive beetles are little black beetles that go into the cell and they they start to eat the larva and destroy the colony. Can't have that. And, and the, the best way to take care of that, Steve, is you take a Swiffer sheet, unscented, cut it in half, stretch it out, and pin it on four corners of the of the top bars and then when the high beetles crawl across that their legs get stuck and they eventually die. All right. Not on my watch, man. Swiffer sheet. Yeah. yeah right. But cut it you have to cut it in half unscented. If it's scented it's gonna it's gonna hurt you. Do you okay. know what I might do? I might put the whole hive in the dryer and throw in some bounce sheets. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe well, that'll work yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 great advice. I appreciate that, Alan. Wow. Yeah. All right. No. Ex- excellent. Thank you so much, Alan. Feel feel free to email me and if your wife needs a mentor, I'd be more than happy to come look at her hive sometime. I'm all over the place. Yesterday, I got up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I caught four swarms and looked at six cutouts. I didn't get home until after 9 o'clock last night. Wow. wow. You're true to the uh, to the craft. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a professional bee remover. That's all what right. I do. Thank you, Alan. Take care, man. You're, we'll see you. You're ya. welcome. Right, bye-bye. You By the way, so, Steve, you said mentor. He said mentor. Is that a, like an industry phrase? That's what Claire was describing. So we have a, 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 a couple of people. There's one, I forget the woman's name. She's very nice. She was the one that helped uh, uh, Claire get her bees into the hive on Saturday morning. It was a beautiful morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it smelled like bees. And uh, <laughs> it, no, it was glorious. And just to see, again... Even from my perspective, that I'm not actually physically doing it, to watch what the bees are doing is kind of like, oh, I guess all that stuff you heard about drones and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and, and the way they protect the opening and so on and so forth. They're not aggressive. They're just, it's what they do. So, I'm sorry, did you indicate how many bees you have? 5,000. Okay. They count one and they're all numbered. No, they, approximately 5,000. Okay. You know, they, they can't really know. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So we'll have to when when your uh, harvest comes in. I'll be bringing that freaking honey we in. We'll uh, we will have to have a, uh, a honey sample. So oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to that. None of that fake yeah. honey crap. Well, yeah. when the, we had those bees that uh, ended up in my neighbor's bush last year, and so they were just there. It was like temporary housing, literally. Right. Like they kind of hung there, and then they sent. The drones out to look for new hives. Uh, we had the beekeepers come in and, and take them, and then they ended up giving us some of their honey. It's it's very it's it is cool, and the fact that they they could reject a queen it doesn't happen often, I know, but but I mean, um, yeah, there's this whole this very complex communication that they do, and however you know, and like you know, everyone is is working towards a goal, and it's just amazing the synergy to see that nature doing what nature does. That's awesome. All right, uh, okay, so we're going to talk to Yes, we have him guest. on the line. We're getting him on the line, from what I understand. So yep. uh, let's see what uh, Connor's doing. All right, yeah, so Kathy's uh, cuts is happening right now, and we will check back in with her in a few. She is at Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting, and uh, also don't forget it's taking place at David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Uh, but we are going to bring on the founder of Wigs for Kids. And, of course, that is the organization that's receiving these donations. Yes. And getting a nice big chunk of fluffy hair for this. Uh, please welcome the founder of Wigs for Kids, Mr. Jeffrey Paul. Hey. 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 Jeffrey. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks for joining us. We have we have this event that is uh, 15 years strong now. We had to take a couple years of donation off, but uh, Wigs for Kids is the uh, beneficiary. And uh, thought it would be cool to uh, have you on real quick just to tell us a little about the uh, the organization and uh, uh, the origins and and things like that. How long has uh, Wigs for Kids been in existence? We just celebrated our 40th year, you know, last year in October. Uh, serving children all over the United States and Canada, uh, providing them with hair uh, prosthetics for free, which normally would cost them five to six thousand dollars, but they're never charged a penny. Wow, that's a big thing because I, you know, listen, I know there are some organizations. I know I'm not going to besmirch other uh, places that are trying to do something, but the fact that this is giving gratis is what really makes what you do uh, unique. So, uh, and that's the, the, that's the, the mission statement. How many wigs go out? During the course of an average year, Jeffrey, normally about four or five hundred, but it's been exploding uh, greater because there's three or four different categories of children we take care of. There's, the, of course, the cancer child that we started with my with my elite niece uh, Laura, who had leukemia, but now alopecia has become probably sixty to seventy percent of our clientele that we take care of, and then trichotillomania and burns. But in the situation of a cancer patient, that cancer patient they maybe needs one hair piece during their treatment. But an alopecia patient might go from with us from two years old to 18 years old, and every year we replace them a brand new hairpiece at no cost. And that's why what you guys are doing, I am so pumped. When my PR company said that you guys did it for 17 years, the hair is a very important element. Although it doesn't sustain all the expense, we still, of course, always need the donations to provide for the service of developing the hairpiece. But those ponytails in our organization are the hair that goes into these children's hair pieces so it is like giving an organ over to to a child but it takes 15 to 20 or even sometimes 25 ponytails to make one hair piece wow and and is that uh because it's using all natural hair and and not uh you know substituting kathy who's on location at the event right now was telling us that there's there's a methodology to what you guys do and why you need a certain length and so much hair so true, because most people don't realize why we, we have a minimum of 12 inches, but we, we beg for 16 and 14 inches because a little girl wants to have hair down to her shoulders. And that isn't just a length from the top of the crown down, let's say, is 14 inches, which is what we provide. We need another four inches to be able to tie the hair to the hairpiece prosthetic. So that's 14 inches plus Four inches is 18 inches of hair from the crown down. So the longer the ponytail, the greater the smile on a little girl's face because she gets to have what she desires to look herself, live her life like all her friends are. Jeffrey, let me ask you. So, so with all of the the innovations in in, um, in the various things, uh, you know, makeup and other things, and wigs and so on and so forth, and and uh, I know that there are wigs made of artificial. Uh, you know, fibers and things like that. Where does that stand and why is the actual human hair preferable to what you're doing? That's a great question. Two two things that are important. Synthetic has improved in some of the cases of technology, but you still can't use the curling iron successfully. You still can't kind of sleep in it for sleepovers. And if you put it into a ponytail, it just doesn't do what human hair does. But when you have human hair, they can they can tie it into braids. They can put it in a ponytail. They can get ready for their prom and do an updo. Right. And that only can be provided with, with human hair. That's why the ones I get at the Halloween store are so crappy <laughs> and like, 
like, you know, yeah. you put yeah. you, you see the picture of it on, and then you put it on, and you're like, this doesn't look anything yeah. like that. It looks like a dead rat on my head. Oh, yeah. Preston, if you put a curling iron next to it, it would melt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so that, that makes complete sense then, the, the, the resiliency of the human hair. That's right. All right. Nice. Okay. You know, the other thing, the other thing that uh, is so important about what you guys are doing for us is that everybody asks, you know, what's the hair all about? But hair is not only attached to the follicle that it grows from, it's attached to the child's heart, the inner mirror, and its self-esteem. And when they lose that heart, they break that mirror. And because of the people donating their hair, because of the people donating dollars and cents, and the stylists, like the stylists are doing the wonderful things over there in Philadelphia with you, that's why we can give these children back their image, their their self-esteem, their smile again to look themselves and live their life. Uh, Jeffrey, if people are interested in, in qualifying to uh, to receive a wig, how do they go about doing that? Real simple. Brand new website. It's all letters, wigs. Wigsforkids.org. That's wigsforkids.org. And they just go in, I want a wig, and they fill out the forms, and we turn away no one. We, uh, oh, we just uh, reach out to everybody. Does it, uh, does it take a little bit of time uh, to find the right one? And what's, what's the process of, of narrowing down what, uh, uh, what somebody would want to get? Well, we have stylists around the country, like the ponytail uh, harvesters. They're they're trained and certified uh, through video, online, digital uh, training. And then we have a next level of stylists that actually gets the caps, the fitting, the measurements, and everything else of the child that needs the wig. And they then send that information into us, and we then go to work. It takes three, maybe four or five months to manufacture and produce a wig, and it's gotten a little longer because of pandemic, like everything has. But in turn, uh, it's made then with the color selection they do, the size of their head and then it's cut and styled by a great stylist that's been trained by us uh through our hair loss university and uh they uh the smile on their face when they turn the mirror mm. around and see themselves again with hair is off the oh, chart that's awesome well congratulations jeffrey on on uh this great organization and and uh the longevity of it 40 years that's absolutely incredible so we're very we're very proud to be a part of it well, thank you for helping us get the message out because it needs to have the message gotten out there, and you guys have really helped us wonderfully. And the stylist, give her a kiss for me if you're there on location because she's just amazing all these years of doing this. Excellent. Very nice. We will do it. Thank you very much. Jeffrey Paul, guys. <laughs> Wigs for Kids. And uh, Kathy Romano is, as we speak, out at the Kathy's Cuts event. So. And she, she, Kathy was the one who spearheaded this whole thing. From yep. the get-go, the, this all grew from uh, Kathy's initial desire to do more with her hair than just throw it away when she got a cut. Yep, and now 15th year doing it. We had to take two years off, but it's been 15 years since it started. So, all right, we got to take a break. You know why? Because we've got concert cash coming up. We want to stay on time for that bizarre file and more. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 50 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 12th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge. Whether you ride to honor a loved one or in memory of someone you've lost, you ride for them and with them each and every mile. All Team WMMR MMR riders get the official Team WMMR t-shirt courtesy of Wilson's Secret Sauce in Upper Darby. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. With home value. All right, we have to do the concert cash. We got to do it right now at 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. MMR's concert cash. No. 
Here's your concert cash keyword. Word is buy. B-U-Y. All right? Then you're going to buy something with that money you win, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMR barbecue. Winners get a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. And again, the word is buy. So good luck to you, Kathy. We'll chat real quick and uh, just make sure that everything is going smoothly so far. Everything is going great. We actually just had somebody check in. She drove all the way from Harrisburg to get her hair cut. Wow. Um, yeah, she's originally from Norwood, but she got out and she moved to Harrisburg. Uh-huh. <laughs> she got out. Um, yes, it is going wonderful here. Um, we have uh, people in every chair getting their hair cut. Uh, we're kind of getting ready uh, to switch over. we got the 10 o'clock appointments coming in. Uh, and, yeah, I'm at Gravity Hair Salon. David Arnold Hair Salon sending me some pictures. It looks like it's going great over there as well. I uh, just want to thank True Beauty Concepts, Duncan. Uh, as well for providing breakfast for and coffee for everyone this morning. We're looking at a picture of this gal, Mary Beth, who owns a business, Cakes and More by Mary Boss. And, yeah. uh, boy, did she have some long red hair. I'll bet that mm. that is a very sought-after uh, color uh, at Wigs for Kids. I said the same thing to her when she got her hair cut. And believe it or not, we actually had a second donor, um, a guy that came through who had very similar color hair. Wow. Uh, and he got over, I think he got, I think he cut off 19 inches. Whoa. Oh, my God. Wow. These yeah. people have crazy long hair. It's like Crystal Gale level. This is awesome. We just received a tweet as well to a uh, person named Cena is a senior in high school. This is their third time donating. Oh, my gosh. Donated for the first time in third grade, donated again, wow. and now senior year of high school donating. Wonderful people. Kathy, I was going to ask if you've seen many kids uh, this time around. Sometimes we have uh, little kids that uh, have their hair grown out. They're just, you know, maybe 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what it is. Normally, we see a lot of kids. We actually only had one kid come through here, and I know there was one that went through uh, David Arnold as well. But um, that's all that I know of uh, are two two kids, um, which is odd because uh, in previous years, we've had a lot. So I don't know if it was just because maybe this event is a little bit smaller. than Or it's on a Monday. It's on a Monday. I was yeah, mentioning that. Yeah. yeah. And Friday's maybe, a little yeah. easier to call out, you know, grab a keg from right. school. So. But the little girl that came here, she was 11 years old in fifth grade. She drove from... Uh, Allentown, New Jersey, um, and she cut off 14 inches of hair. She got this nice short hair. Her mom was like, I need the hair, you know, I needed her haircut. She wanted it short. You know, it was high maintenance when it was long, and she said as soon as she heard uh, the event, she signed her daughter up. You know, next year, what happens is if we do again on a Monday, we want to get more kids, um, the kids and parents, just uh, tell the school the kid is working off a hangover. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. It's a good Sunday or Monday excuse. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, thank you, Kathy. We'll check in again a little bit later on. In the meantime, we need to do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finally. All right, it's brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. You can get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters. Armor Metals is your most trusted recycling partner. Visit armormr.com for more information. All right. Animal rights activists are up in arms over reports that a chicken farm in Iowa killed more than 5 million birds 
after detecting a case of avian influenza and what activists say was a gruesome culling method. Five million. Yeah, the factory farm later dismissed the more than 200 workers that it had tasked with slaughtering the hens. In memoriam, I shall be reading every name of every chicken killed. <laughs> oh Five God. million. Yeah. It's going to take a while. Yeah. There you and go. After each name, you'll hear. You'll hear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. After every, it's like when they ring a bell. Oh, stinky. Yeah. <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> Erasmus. <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> and only if Gene is there in full face paint <laughs> while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Wow. Jebediah. So. <laughs> Just have to, have to keep checking in on him. Uh, Rembrandt Farms, where the mass slaughter took place in March, is owned, <laughs> is owned by billionaire Glenn Taylor, one of the wealthiest Iowans and owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, this guy. Yeah, last month, protesters from Direct Action Everywhere and animal rights advocacy groups stormed the court at home games where yeah. a t-shirt reading Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. Did you see the woman getting tackled by the yeah. Uh, the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship in March announced that it had confirmed a case of avian influenza in a flock of commercial layer chickens in uh, Buena Vista County, where Rembrandt Farms is located. So, <laughs> Zoe Rosenberg, a protester, Charles, <laughs> allegedly uh, alleged that the farm created an environment that made it easy for disease to spread. She said, I don't think that any farm uh, should have that Pedro. many... <laughs> Should have that many birds to begin. Um, so there's no hope if a bird acquires an avian flu, you can't some aspirin and perhaps I don't know. some robitussin. <laughs> Casey, chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeding them? In a horrible are twist. You insane. <laughs> The only thing that cures them. <laughs> By the way, this is pretty bad. So the, the ultimate sense of irony. Yeah. Uh, what is this? In the memoriam oh, section. Oh, this is from cats. Uh, in the cats yeah. chase chickens. Cats eat chickens. <laughs> By the way, listen to this though. The the Stormlight Times detailed the ventilation shutdown plus method. Oh, uh, sounds really humane. By which the birds were killed. The system shuts off farm ventilation. Temperatures rise above 104 degrees, and the birds die slowly by suffocation. Jesus Christ. That's pretty gnarly, right? All right, so. You know what I hear? Uh, weird, uh, if I can jump in quickly for a second. I heard, oh, there was a, a special over the weekend I was watching about windmills, wind farms. Mm-hmm. Do you know they create a, a pressure situation that when bats fly through, it detonates their lungs? No. no. So it will wipe out S-loads of bats uh, who, that happened to fly in the general area. There's something about the pressure, and and Nick, perhaps you can look about look at it, but it'll just like wipe out entire. Well, then they should probably fight that with like I don't even know, maybe emitting some sort of a sound that would keep the bats away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, I I got another story here, <laughs> uh, and it, it continues in the chicken vibe. Uh, a a state. Inmate serving time in Delta County, Colorado, tested positive for the highly pathogenic avian influenza, or H5N1, after being exposed to birds that were later confirmed to have contracted the virus. 
Uh, the Center for Disease Control confirmed that a person who had worked with infected poultry at a commercial farm as part of a pre-release employment program had tested positive after taking a nasal swab test. Uh, the man who is younger than 40 has been largely asymptomatic and tested negative for it in the follow-up test. But officials believe that the virus may have been in the inmates' nasal passages as a result of working closely with the infected chickens ahead of the tests uh, of the initial positive test. This stuff is very effed up. Yeah, So, but he's fine. I mean, it's yeah. just, it was bizarre to find it in humans. So I just thought it tied in with the other story, so that's why I threw that in there. Um, let's see. How about this one? Authorities in Colorado said a suspected pack of wolves caught on camera in unclear footage this week actually turned out to be five St. Bernard dogs (laughs) who had escaped from their owner's home. Were they doing wolf impressions? The the sheriff's office opened investigation. Show me your wolf. uh, When a video was shown to authorities depicting a group of four-legged animals running near an elk herd on April 25th. Uh, The video was shot from a very long distance away. And from lighting and shadows, it made it difficult to determine what type of large four-legged animals were running near the elk herd. Uh, The investigation ended when authorities discovered the suspected wolves in the video were actually five St. Bernard dogs who had escaped from their owner in the area. Uh, The sheriff's office said the dogs have a documented history of escaping their enclosure in the area. And the owner of the canines is being cited by the Park County Animal Control for permitting a dog to run at large. Hmm. And then we'll do... Okay. (laughs) Then we'll do one more story. Carl the Rooster. Okay. Was a precious commodity to downtown Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Ladies and gentlemen, a word now from Carl Rooster. And now, thanks to a concerned effort to find the person responsible for his kidnapping and death. Oh, my God. A Jones County woman is being held accountable. On Thursday, Jones County. (laughs) Jones. Put him on the phone. Jones County Juvenile Corrections Officer Kendra Schaefer was issued a misdemeanor arrest citation. She was also fired by the Sheriff's Department. Can't do that. Sheriff Joe Berlin said, We expect those individuals employed by the Jones County Sheriff's Department to perform their duties and live their lives in a professional and honorable manner. The criminal charges against Ms. Schaefer uh, by the police are serious, and we do not tolerate or condone this behavior. Her employment termination is immediate. So what prompted this? Despite that, the loss is still hard to take. Matt Stebley, owner of the Twisted Anchor Tattoo, said uh, about Carl the Rooster, he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people down here. And when a video surfaced showing what looks like the kidnapping of Carl the Rooster... Uh, and a second video that apparently shows the dumping of his body in Biloxi. Look at this note I got. It says cockadoodle dead. Uh, res- <laughs> residents were mortified. Twisted anchor tattoo was Carl's main hangout, Aww. apparently. And now a memorial has been placed on the front porch where he spent most of his time. The, shores, the store's manager, Christina Jackson, uh, has led a group investigation to find the person responsible for Carl the Rooster's abduction. What about and, Dog the Bounty Hunter? And murder. As part, yeah, he's now he's been demoted to chickens. I said as, some inappropriate things. As part of the arrest citation, Schaefer was not put into custody, but was given a date for her initial court appearance. So, who knew? I some had sad animal stories, chicken yeah. stories for you today. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. We got about two minutes left for you to get the word "buy" over to us. Make sure that you do that now. It's MMR's Concert Cash, and we don't want you to miss this chance. We'll take a break, come back in a second. Lesson, trash, music news, those things are up next. 
Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Monday morning, lots of activity taking place today. Kathy is out for Kathy's Cuts, the return of that event after two years. Incredibly successful so far. We'll find out, you know, totals and things like that most likely tomorrow. Uh, but we have, uh, no, we're done with uh, traffic, so we're, we're finished with that. But I guess we can check in with Kathy. Are you there, Kath? Yeah, you have to check in with me because I'm with right now, I think probably the most, at least as far as a female goes, the most drastic Ooh. haircut and drastic change. Okay. What's your name? Rita. And how much hair did you cut off? 22 inches. Whoa! 22 inches! 22 inches. But, okay, so she got her hair cut from Joe at Gravity Hair Salon, the owner of Gravity Hair Salon. How would you describe the cut that you gave her? A rock and pissy. A rock and, a rock pixie, and pissy. Pixie. A rock and pissy. Oh, oh, pixie. I thought he said a pissy. Yeah. I'm like, no, a rock not, and a pissy. I'm not familiar with that. Man, it's man. where you cut the hair and then take a leak. Okay, a rock and pixie. I oh. know. So, so she went I with mean, a pixie. Wow. Okay. Yep. I mean, it's shaved on the bottom, on the sides, and she got, you still have a little bit of length on the top. I mean, obviously, nothing that was, you were 22 inches of long hair. Do you like it? I love it. I really do. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Can, can we ask the, on, the, on the cameras? I don't think it's which we're not seeing you guys. We'd love to see oh. it. Yeah, I want to see oh, this. I thought, I thought you could see us. All right, no. so, yeah, we're actually gonna. Um, Marissa Aaron sent over the the before picture. She's going to. Oh. Um, and then we'll. Here we go. Oh yeah, seeing? that's a short do, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And she but had she... twenty. She had two feet of hair before that, basically. But you came in with that idea. Like this is what you wanted to do. Yeah, I had pictures. This is what I wanted. Yep. And where, like, why a pixie cut? You just wanted a drastic change. Yeah, it's just something I've always flirted with the idea of, and I went for it. It completely works for you. My wife has short hair, and I think if you have you have like a, a bright face and a, and a, like a you know a good smile, I think it's gangbusters. It looks mm. tremendous. Yeah, and she does, and she's got a great personality. She was up here. Joe was cutting her hair, and <laughs> we were just laughing because I, I mean, what she as far as a female goes, this is the most drastic change today. I love it. Excellent. All right. Well, we've got just a little uh, more time to go on this, Kath. Uh, we'll be you know one more segment, then we're done. What time are are they on the final appointments now? Yeah, so the final appointments are uh, in the chairs, and yeah, we'll we'll be okay. wrapping up after uh, this hour. Wonderful. All right. Well, we'll do it one more time with you. In the meantime, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away as a prize a four pack of tickets for Harry Potter the exhibition at the Franklin Institute, and we're going to stick with something Kathy centric. What is the name of Kathy's interpretive dance? Oh yeah, two one five two six three WMMR. We were supposed to get it here at some point before the show is up at her Kathy's cuts. But what is the name of Kathy's interpretive dance? If you heard that and you know the answer, call now two one five two six three WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted experts since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. And you can visit them on the web 
at ADMoyer.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, so, uh, Sophie Turner telling the rap that becoming a mother has helped her become a better actress. Turner says it takes a special kind of acting to look at a baby that just tore up your vagina and say, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah Winfrey says she never once left her home for 322 days at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. The 68-year-old talk show legend says there were days she felt the walls closing in on her, even though those walls had to travel across 50,000 square feet. Oh, my God. And finally, soccer legend Hope Solo has entered an alcohol treatment program nearly a month after being arrested for DUI. I'm extremely proud of her for taking this first step, said her butthole. Oh, my God. <laughs> said her butthole. Who else is on social media? That's right. Hope Solo's butthole. You're yeah. right about that. By the way, somebody recommended, Steve, that uh, when you and Claire start uh, getting honey from your yeah. hives, you should call it butthole honey. Yes. Oh. Isn't that a great it's idea? It's going to be a tough sell for her. <laughs> but I will always consider it that. Butthole honey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will go to... <laughs> Let's go to Paul and see if we can get an answer to this question, which is, what is the name of Kathy's interpretive dance? Paul, do you know the answer? Yes, it's the follicle dance. Follicle. That is correct, Paul. Hang on. You just got yourself a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition at the Franklin Institute. This groundbreaking exhibition celebrates the iconic moments, character settings, and beasts as seen in the films and stories of Harry Potter and the Wizarding World using best-in-class immersive design and technology. And tickets are on sale now at fi.edu. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. You can head to your Rita's and get a Reese's Concrete. Ooh. Reese's Concrete's combine Rita's creamy frozen custard with fudge, peanut butter, and Reese's toppings. And it's available in three delicious flavors. God, I love that custard. All right, so Ozzy Osbourne, who uh, contracted COVID last week, is on the mend, according to Loudwire. His son, Jack, spoke uh, recently to Tom Newton Dunn's newscast, uh, news desk back in England, and gave fans an update on Ozzy's health. He said he's doing well. I spoke to him shortly before coming in. Uh, He just says hello, and I'll save the colorful language, but he says it sucks. Uh, as previous reported, uh, in recent years, Ozzy is now 73, by the way, has dealt with a uh, seemingly nonstop string of health issues, including a nasty fall, onset of Parkinson's, uh, multiple staph infections, pneumonia, the flu, and a burst blood vessel in his eye. You know, um, for years, he was absolutely like Superman. He had nothing and no, no issues whatsoever. And then it's like a switch flicked. Yeah. Almost after that ATV accident. Yeah. Catches up to you. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty wild. Axl Rose joined country superstar Carrie Underwood on stage on Saturday night during her performance at Indio California Stagecoach Festival. And to- together, Rose and Underwood tackled two of GNR's Appetite for Destruction classics, Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City. We got some clips to play for you. Let's start with this one. Uh, the first one when he comes out for Sweet Child of Mine. He has to go to falsetto now. Yeah. He can't. He can't hit those higher, you know, straight right. up notes. But you know, he sounds. He, he sounds. sounds he's working it, and he actually looked pretty good too. I have he to does. Say. Yeah, he yeah. looks decent. Hey, 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 
Then they banged out uh, Paradise City, so let's play a little bit of that. him in the past. And she's, she was kicking some Axl Rose moves. Yep. You know, it was very cool. But no bandana, no hat on? Like, this yeah. is kind yeah. of a different no. Axl that his, we've seen for a while. His head looks weird. Yeah, because you're not used to seeing yeah. the top of it. It's like, like when that, Keith so. Richards came out at the concert that I saw when they did the, you know, the Rolling Stones with the Link yeah. and didn't have his thing on. I'm like, who right. is that pathetic old yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it was reported that back in 2020, Carrie Underwood revealed for her love for Guns N' Roses doing an appearance on NBC's uh, Jimmy Fallon. Underwood joked about abandoning her husband and kids to uh, head out to a gun show just after returning from her own road date. She said, it's hard when you meet your heroes, you know, because I do consider Axel to be somebody who taught me how to sing. It's wild. And I was like, what if I meet him and he's not everything I want him to be? But he was. He was super cool and nice. So they got along great. Do you remember when she had, there was some sort of something that, you know, she was like, will I ever look the same again? She, quote unquote, fell. Yeah. And had to get some sort of surgery or she had a scar on her face. You believe it was just straight up. A procedure. But she looks great. She I looks mean, sensational. You yep. have to do that stuff early in life for it to to catch up with it later, so that people don't notice it later. Oh, that, that's the, you think that's what you? That's why babies oh, should have yeah. plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah, baby plastic surgery. <laughs> Corn and the Backstreet Boys have been showing each other some love on social media. Mutual admiration fest kicked kicked off on Friday when the new metal band sang the uh, Backstreet Boys hit "I Want It That Way" on TikTok. Love that song. Nick Carter quickly duetted the video, dressed up as a member of Corn, asking how to correctly do the hair and makeup, and it didn't stop there. Corn's Brian Head Welch also shared a photo of himself and Corn bassist Rendered uh, Fieldy Avrazu. I don't know. That's too much. Arvizu. Backstage at Backstreet Boys DNA World Tour alongside Carter. So they've known each other uh, for a little while. I think that's great. Paul McCartney, back on the road, kicked off his uh, Got Back Tour on April 28th in Spokane, Washington. And although the set list didn't change significantly since his 2019 Freshen Updates, the feature of McCartney duetting virtually with John Lennon on I've Got a Feeling, using audio and footage from Peter Jackson's Get Back documentary seemed wow. to be the ultimate crowd pleaser of Holy the night. Holy hell, that'd yeah. be amazing. Nick, Would be. Nick pulled up a picture of uh, Paul that I guess he posted on Instagram. <laughs> he looks really weird in the picture. I know he's like like mid-yell. Are you talking uh, about the shape of his mouth? The, the And his eyes. He kind of looks like a, like a doggy say. I'm not going to. <laughs> It was too. Has to be finessed a little bit more. I, I'm not doing that. Not going to ask what's the doggy say? No. no. It's not going to ask He doesn't have the right qualifications. <laughs> it's like a dig for. <laughs> um, 
That that I that had was, to do that while Kathy was wasn't here because yeah. she would just eviscerate. No, she's me. driving over here to put her foot up your ass. <laughs> um, he does look good though, man. Yeah. God, whatever you know. <laughs> It does look like what a the doggy, doggy say. Like a doggy yeah. say. Yeah. You know? What's Why, a doggy uh, say? Yeah. You're, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't. I just you did say. it. No, you, you can't, can't. tell me about it. That is not allowed. allowed. Casey, it looks like he's wearing an up dog. Okay. <laughs> I don't, wait, what's an up dog? The second Grecian earth. Why Spokane, Washington? Do they say why he kicked Why not? The, <laughs> yeah. the tour there? Suck it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me unzip and you just use your mouth on me. Jesus Christ. For asking questions like that. Are you yeah. taking your anger out of Casey with me? <laughs> You're the ultimate dick for. Wait, what's a dick for? It's for having sex. <laughs> I'll say it because Kathy's not here. You guys are children. Oh, thank you. All right, so listen, this is pretty cool because uh, in his um, set list, he kicked it off with Can't Buy Me Love, marking the first time that he's ever utilized the 1964 Beatles chart topper as an opening number and premiered just one tune from his 2020 Top two McCartney three album with uh, Woman and Wives getting run through early in the first piano set. After a 19-year absence, Macca played Getting Better and You've Never You Never Give Me Your Money. Although this time out, Paul and the band performed the full band second portion wow. of the tune in the medley, which she came through in through the bathroom window, which had been missing since 2005. Notably, though, yesterday, uh, Paul's most popular composition has once again been dropped from the set list. But fortunately, he's got a lot of stuff he can go to while he is there. We're thinking of going with the sup dog. <laughs> what was the setup again? Uh, he looks like a doggy say. Like a doggy say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I said like doggy sigh or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, What's a doggy waiting, sigh? Were you waiting all morning for the, for no. the right moment? No. I kind of okay. came up with it during the... Um... <laughs> but no one took it. The... So... It, Kind of just laid there. I almost went with a rooster say. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. What's a rooster say? Cock-a-doodle-doo. Oh, thank you. Qualification. Uh, currently in production is Traveling Band, Creedence Clearwater Revival at Royal Albert Hall. It's a documentary. Deadline reported that the doc, which is being narrated by Jeff Bridges and will be directed by Bob Smeaton, that's known for his work on 1995's Grammy-winning The Beatles Anthology, mm-hmm. and most recently 2021's critically acclaimed The Who Sellout documentary. Uh, Creedence played two shows at the Albert Hall, hitting the hallowed venue on April 14th and 15th, 1970. Man, I'd really be interested in I'd seeing that. I'm thinking the same thing. What a at great band. Holy hell. Oh, and that'd be awesome. Hits. I'd love to see, besides a concert film, an actual documentary. Yeah. Yep, I would too, because yeah. there was... There's contention. There was a lot of, of strife yeah. in that band, but uh, an incredible amount of great music. Oh my god! So Jeff Bridges is going to narrate. Narrate. Is, is he talking like the way you know how his character talks in Hell or High Water? Is that how he normally talks no, these days? No, he's more actually. He's more like the dude. Okay. Yeah. So he's more like that in his delivery. I thought he had a little mush mouth thing type going at large times. Yeah, yeah. Like this now. Yeah, because yeah. the last two roles I remember him. Yeah, we'll do that, one, that one, and there was another one where I was like, "Is this how he talks now? Is that like his regular?" It's actually like this. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought there was Seven a log band greetings. When he, when he had COVID, and I think we had it in in the system. He he released a uh, a statement, and I thought he was kind of talking. Had this thing. If you want to hear that, like in Hell or High Water, Mm -hmm. which is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen, he's so phenomenal. But he's got like like he has a a full ham in his mouth. Uh, Here, hang on. Is this it? This was um, 2019. Hang on. 
It's a now, teaser. It sounds a, like a subtog. <laughs> no, I think that might have been a teaser for a uh, Super Bowl commercial. Ah, okay. Ah, sorry <laughs> about right, well, that. Anyway, uh, and then one more quick thing. Despite previously asking the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to withdraw her nomination from a possible entry, Dolly Parton is now saying, saying she will accept gracefully, according to an interview she did on Friday on NPR. Dolly's change of heart comes after learning that uh, learning more about the requirements of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She said, so I just felt like I would be taking away from someone that maybe deserved it, certainly more than me, because I never considered myself a rock artist. But obviously, there's more to it than that. So when she found out some of the other people who are in it that most people would say that person's not rock, mm-hmm. um, she said, oh, OK, I guess so. I mean, Donna Summer is in. Mm hmm. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the inductees will be announced this month, by the way. So we'll find out if she makes it in or not. And Look at There you go. That's uh, it in music news. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment. Wait, Casey's yeah, shuffling around. Ah, uh, yes, we have Doctor Strange. Uh, it is the Multiverse of Madness, and the screening is Wednesday, to m- and day after tomorrow night. And we'll be headed to the King of Prussia, UA King of Prussia, 7 p.m. How would you like to go? We will take callers uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. Nice. How about that? Five callers. Nice. 10, 11, Nurse. 12, 13, and 14. 215 263 WMMR. You get to go see that movie before anybody else. How does that feel, huh? How does that feel? Feels pretty good. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap up the show. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're still going. Got just a little bit more before we wrap today's program. We have had uh, Kathy's Cuts taking place. So before I do all our thank yous and all that good stuff, let us go live to Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth meeting. Check in with Romano one more time before things end for the day. Kathy, how you holding up? Yeah, so we're wrapping up. I think our last appointment is in the chair, and she's uh, about three-quarters of the way done. Uh, and then we will have everybody wrapped here, and uh, we had some great haircuts. I don't think anybody was under. We had, like, maybe two people that had 12 inches. The rest had uh, 14 and over. I think the most was that girl that had 22 inches of hair to cut. How does it feel to have it back, um, you know, in full the way we've been doing it for years today, Kathy? Oh yeah, it, it's great. It you know feels it's a little different because we're at the actual salons um, as opposed to True Beauty Concepts like we did for the past couple of years. But right. yeah, it felt it was great. You know, people were in and out. People were happy to to be here. Um, so many people hadn't cut their hair uh, since the pandemic started and kind of waited for this event. A couple of people saying that you know 
because of COVID and the restrictions, they just, you know, kind of let their hair go and they started growing it. And then they heard about the event. Um, you know, some were here for the, the first time. So, yeah, it was it, it was great. It felt really good to to do it again. Nice. And uh, who all uh, gets the thanks uh, for this event today? Yeah. So we want to thank Duncan for sponsoring the event today. Get ready for summer days with a medium sunrise batch iced coffee for two dollars from Duncan. A bright and balanced coffee made from a blend of beans sourced from Kenya and Latin America. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Um, of course, I want to thank Gravity Hair Salon. They've been with us since the first year we did this. Uh, Joe and Kara are the owners and uh, all of their stylists that came out today uh, to work for free. Um, thank you guys so much. David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Uh, they've been with us for a number of years. So thank you to Jason and all of his stylists. True Beauty Concepts, who donated all of the product today. <laughs> Balloons by Victoria, who did some decorations here at Gravity. And then, um, you know, Eric Simon, Rodney and his engineers, who uh, set me all up yesterday and were here all morning with me. The MM Army at both locations. Uh, and then I have intern Aaron here. Hey, guys. I got to meet an intern. <laughs> yeah, she did a great job. She was she was very helpful. There are tons of pictures from both salons, uh, and I'm sure Marissa will, will get them up, but some amazing before and after pictures. So thank you. Thank you to all of the people that came out, participated, and donated their hair. Excellent. All right. Good work, Kathy. We will see you back in the studio tomorrow. Thank you so much for another successful event. It is Kathy's Cuts, and there she goes. Well done. Yep, well very, done. Very well yes. done. I agree. Yes. Uh, I would also like to thank our in-studio guest, Mr. Mark Summers, hey! was here today. Mark is great. Mark was just in town basically for a, uh, a medical check. He hasn't yep. uh, seen his oncologist in several years because of COVID and so on, and uh, he just wanted to pop in. And, dude, what I love about Mark, Mark's got stories. Oh, God That's almighty. what's great about interviewing him is because it's just, uh, he, he just, he tells great stories of people he met, things he does. He calls himself a name-dropping. I never think of him as a name-dropper. No, He's got good stories about people. Agreed. So, Mark, we love you. Great to see you. And thank you to the founder of Weeks for Kids, by the way, Jeffrey Paul. It's great. Uh, it was his niece uh, initially that gave him the idea to start the organization. She had cancer, and uh, it's been going for 40 years. It's amazing. That's incredible. So it was great to have him on this morning. Uh, Pierre Robert is in the studio. Hey, man. Good day. I was nice just hanging out with Bobby De Niro and uh, Robert Plant. And, wow. Uh, cool. Yeah, and Pacino. Did Bobby had, and Robert get along well? Bobby and Bob get along good. Nice. Well, I can call Robert Bob. Okay. I mean, I'm the only guy that Robert Plant allows to call Bob. Wow. Yeah. And uh, You guys are tight. We are tight. Yeah. Hey, yo, Bobby, want to do some basketball? And he goes, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, it like that? It's great to have a relationship yeah. like we that. We shot some... Pops and yeah, you know, they like to do basketball. Just gonna shoot some pops. We're gonna go shoot some pops. Um, you know, so uh, I I didn't have much going on. Other okay, than that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Bobby, Bob. It's at this point you was kind of blasé to it. Well, very, I'm very blasé to it. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I really would have rather, um, you know. Going to the dentist. <laughs> wow! But, uh, Don't tell know. Bobby that he'll well, be very insulted. I didn't want to hurt him. You know. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, you don't want those guys mad at you. No. I mean. They're pretend mobsters. Oh, they are yeah. pretend mobsters. Yeah. Yeah, the Sixers are, are going to do basketball tonight. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm excited about that. They're taking on the Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's a hell of a game. Uh-huh. It's going to be tight action and quad shots. Uh-huh. Nothing but quads. Yeah, Yeah. and we're broadcasting it in quadraphonic tonight. Absolutely, all four speakers. All four speakers. You'll get the papa shot from every shot that's popping. It's the revolution in home audio that will soon be completely forgotten. Dude, ski, you're so right. (laughs) 
You could do basketball today with Pierre. <laughs> He'll have it for you. Yeah. Uh, you got Just got to trust the process. You got that. Well, you got that part right. Yeah. Uh, you got the letter of the day, my man? That was that Boston guy. Wasn't that his name? Yes, thing? the Boston guy's no, no longer around. Oh, isn't he? No, no, oh, no. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing about that sports thing is those people don't stay around long. They're transient. Well, I mean, I mean, look at all of us. We've been here for a while. Yeah. You know, and those people, they come and go, and then poof, they're gone. Yeah. Seinfeld's got a line that says, uh, essentially, you're rooting for laundry, which is what you are. <laughs> you're rooting for the uniform. You're not really rooting for the people behind the uniform as much anymore. Or the corporation that that owns it all. If you want to be cynical. I'm not cynical. I'm just hanging out with Bobby and Bob <laughs> and popping shots. All right? Let's get on with it. We got a letter to do, boys. Justin and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve <laughs> show is brought to you today by the letter. B is in Bobby. All right, we got a summer concert ticket passport, by the way. Four tickets to each of these four shows that are part of Live Nation's Concert Week. So we have MMRBQ, Coheed wow. and Cambria, Cambria uh, the Black Keys, and the Killers. You get to go to all those shows and get four tickets. By the way, get $25 all-in tickets to more than 3,700 concerts nationwide for one week only. On sale this Wednesday, 10 a.m. through Tuesday, May 10th. That's amazing. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week for all of the details. There's Bobby. Bobby! For you, by the way. That was me when I got too many uh, shots in me. Yeah. You were were lost in the Grand Canyon. I was. Bob! 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 Looking for Bob. Bobby! On my program today, (laughs) you'll have... um, it's really bad when I have to bring it back. I know, your Preston's yeah. retired. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at, at, at a certain point, <laughs> it just becomes Preston leaned back like in hum. his chair and put his arms behind his head and said, all right, w- whenever you touch down, let me know. Yep. As I oh. was saying on the program today, concert cash opportunities at noon and 2 and possible MMRBQ tickets. Also, workforce blocks of Bruce and 311. And for Lou Graham's birthday, a block of Foreigner. And I have a little piece of archival stuff of when Lou Graham and Mick Jones came in and sang on my program. But oddly enough, they would not do full versions of any Foreigner songs. They do these little snippets. I hate that. I hate it. And I'm, I you should have given the bums rush out of here. Uh, yeah, I should have had Bobby come down and kick their ass. <laughs> but um, I See, didn't I'm know. Sorry, him. was that the original running length of the song? You scum played but, it in its entirety. Yeah, they would. They were like do these minute and a half versions of "Dirty White Boy" or you know, or yeah. "Cold as Ice." And I'm going, no. why? Why are you doing it that way? <laughs> but you know, I I I didn't have uh, the I'm, testosterone at the time <laughs> to tell them to man up off. and do the whole song. Yeah. Right. So we'll play a couple of those. All right. And uh, we'll celebrate Lou Graham's birthday. Excellent. Let's get on with it. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Sponsors, Ray John. Brought today by Acme Markets. Brought to you by Acme. I would have just ended the show right there when you said that. <laughs> but I'd get in trouble if I didn't I read know. these. So I, uh, I need from, you to stop talking. <laughs> from city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and by Sunbelt Rental. When you're ready to tackle that large job or weekend project, turn to Sunbelt Rentals for all your equipment needs. Uh, tomorrow's Tuesday, so we'll do Tap Tuesday, and then we'll see what else we can get into. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
everybody. It's good to have you on the map.